The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. 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 All right, this is Juice Robinson, and you're listening to Keeping It Strong Style. You better keep listening. We're at WrestleCon having a blast. Yo, this is Rich Ladder from One Nation Radio. This is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. We present to you the Ace of Podcasts, Keeping It Strong Style. Let's go. It's the Ace of Podcasts, Keeping It Strong Style. Covering New Japan, they ready to hold it down. Jeremy Donovan and the young boy Josh. Come and hit a job out in Barrio the Frost. From Tokyo Dome over to the G1. Social Suplex is the network where we can get it done. I'm a chiller. And let them have it Cause this is just an intro Keeping the strong style Six stars from the get-go, boy Yeah, from Tampa Bay to the Tokyo Dome This is Keeping It Strong Style With your hosts, Jeremy Donovan And the young boy, Joshua Smith And thank you for listening Welcome to Keeping It Strong Style, the ace of podcasts on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Jeremy Donovan here alongside the young boy Josh Smith. On today's show, we'll be reviewing nights three through eight of the best of the Super Junior Tournament, as well as covering all the latest news in the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling. You can support our show and the network by subscribing on the podcast app of your choice and leaving a rating and review. You can also get all the podcasts and columns at socialsuplex.com go to socialsuplex.com slash subscribe to sign up to get the podcast and columns delivered directly to your email inbox also make sure you check out our friends at purezuro.com our podcast is featured with a, long of, a lot of a lot of other great purezu content also want to give a quick shout out to cole media and tyler johnson um, without them uh, the social suplex site wouldn't be set up the way it is um, it's a lot of work with the security and the design and setup for social suplex so a shout out to those guys if you're local in florida need any video production or website needs check out cole media who is that? <laughs> <laughs> buddy of mine that helped set up uh, Social Suplex for me. And he runs like all the maintenance and security and all this stuff on like the back end. You uh, didn't clear that with me. <laughs> <laughs> no one, no one, I didn't give my nod of approval to work with Cole Media. No, I'm just playing. Guys, just so you understand the relationship here, I have nothing to do with running the Social Suplex <laughs> Podcasting Network. I have nothing to do with the articles, uh, operating what we do day in and day out. It's it's all Jeremy, completely. I'm just the talent. I just show up and I just, <laughs> I just talk. <laughs> it's about oh, it. Man. Jeremy does everything, actually. He edits our shows. He uh, finds the cool pictures and edits them together and, like, the nice, like, little video – or not video, but, like, sound packages with the, the outro songs. Yeah. Sometimes Jeremy will ask me what I want as the last song. But that's about it. <laughs> Sometimes we'll be like, hey, what song do you think we should do? And I'm like, uh, maybe this song. And then Jeremy goes, no, you're wrong. We're doing this. I'm like, all right, Jeremy. And then he just he puts it together. He's magic. No, black, that, black magic. No, but thank you to Cole Media, for real. Uh, if you guys need any work, how can they find them? Uh, you go to colemedia.com. Their site's up there. Uh, and also, I think he has a YouTube channel with some of his video stuff. He has a really nice drone. So if you need some drone shots, he can hook you up with that as well. I think our site's like due for an overhaul, right? Pretty soon? Yeah, it is. I'm going to be working on doing a little redesign here pretty soon. The look has been the same for the last uh, couple of years. So I'm going to work on changing that up and just 
adding some stuff and getting some new features on there. Nice. When am I going to be able to per- be able to be the person that like reads all that crap at the beginning of the show? Whenever you want, you. Are. <laughs> Uh, I love I love the beginning. Are you ready? I'm always like, yeah, I'm ready. And then the show starts, and then Jeremy goes off, and I'm sitting here like, do 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 do. Like, <laughs> all right, no, I'm just playing. No, I wouldn't be able to do it as good as Jeremy does. Honestly, I, I'm my job is to interrupt you and make things weird. That's what I do. Good. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, let's get started. We have a lot to cover today. Um, talking about best of the Super Juniors, it's been a great tournament so far. Last week, very we, good. Yeah, last week we talked about nights one and two. This week we're going to be kind of um, going through nights three and eight, not covering every single match, but kind of focusing like on our favorites. Four, four five, six, and seven too. Yeah. What did I said, say? You said three and eight. Uh, three, three <laughs> through eight is what I meant to say. Um, oh, man. It's crazy. We're like halfway through this tournament. Yeah. It's going to be like the halftime review here. I'm, um, we're going to get into the, to this, but like, you know, one of the things I'm just thankful for is that these were not full production shows. Uh, because I don't, I don't know if I could have done like, like, Eight or how many nights? Five full nights of full production, of full production start and, to and the undercard and all that. I know I was slacking this week. I only I, caught up today. <laughs> I know a lot of people complain about the single cam and no commentary. But They're idiots. Yeah, I think <laughs> this was perfect, especially for a tournament like this. This was a perfect way. It was very digestible to watch all these shows, just the four tournament matches. I, mean, I would have loved some commentary, but it didn't bother me. I, I do have one complaint, and it's just a persnickety thing, and it's not even me being like, like snobby about it. It's just I feel like it would be an easy thing to do. I don't know why they have them up as single videos. Instead of just one full... And it's not like it's not like why don't they have it as a full video? It's like every show you guys do is what you can watch all the all the the freaking matches back to back to back, especially if they are in order. It, you know, I'd understand if these these matches had other matches in between them, right? You know what I mean? But they don't. They're they're literally back to back to back. So it'd be easier for me if I could just play one video. But right. I mean, but I'm sure too they probably know that people cherry pick. I'm sure they the do. quote unquote best matches. But they could do it the way they always do. They always have the one long video and, and then. They, options and to break the option it up yeah. to break it up i don't understand why they don't have the long video i would much rather i, l- I like just putting it on and, and it just going you know right but uh other than i mean dude anyone who's gonna complain about <laughs> the delay or the quality or you know the i don't know like there's no commentary that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard of you know what i mean because we're lucky we get to watch this thing <laughs> right i mean back in the day you know people had to trade tapes and wait Bro. months even up to a year yeah people waiting like six months to a year just to watch new japan just to figure out what happened like you know it's like 1994 and they're trying to figure out what happened half a year ago in 1993 let alone they don't even know what's going on right now you know what i mean right and we're complaining like it takes a day for them to upload the video (laughs) are you kidding me yeah oh my god and then you know i really like i like the single cam video uh a lot and i've been saying it for a while like ever since the lionsgate shows like i like it yeah it just brings the whole like different feel to the show more more gritty uh feels like you're kind of up in a bleacher that is exactly dude 
uh, I have had that exact same thought. Like, because you and I, we go to a lot of, like, indie shows. Yes. And I think you can agree, like, sitting on the floor sounds great, but it's... It's not, yeah. It's not really that great unless you're really close. Like, even at those NXT shows we go to, if you're in the middle, it's kind of... It kind of sucks. If you're in the way, way back, that's almost better. Or if you're in the way front... Or like the bleachers, you know, like in Tampa, they have like the bleachers. The bleachers are great. Yeah, yeah I like being ele- when like anytime we have a chance if I'm gonna be on the floor or be elevated, I'd rather be elevated because yeah. you can see everything. Yeah, and the way this hard cam is set up, that is exactly what it feels and looks like. I feel like I'm back in New Orleans watching Rev Pro. <laughs> yes, yes. Did you have that same yes, feeling, bro? Yes. That is literally what I thought. I was like, this feels just like like the bleachers at the Sugar Mill. Like, I was like, it's great, and um. I don't know. Like, I'm an old school wrestling fan. So, I mean, you know, wrestling used to be presented a lot more this way with maybe not like WWE or end or like the NWA. I don't think North American wrestling so much was. But, you know, I've been watching like I've been telling you guys, I've been on the 70s kick and like old New Japan, like from the 70s. That's how they used to shoot. It was with the heart. I mean, they did have other camera angles, but the majority of it was the hard camera angle that was high up. Same thing with like World of Sport. It's just it's easier when you can see the whole ring. Yeah, I like it better. Yeah, and they have the they also have a floor cam for when stuff goes to the outside. Yeah, and that's new. They haven't had that in years past. So I do I enjoy that a lot because lately they have been going to the outside and uh, fighting the bleachers, and we'll get into that. But yeah. it's convenient when it sucks. Like, do you remember back um, even in December when they had the single cam shows and they couldn't stay with the guys going yeah, to the crowd? Yeah, I mean, you have guys like Lij and Suzuki Goon that are always fighting to the outside. Yeah, that World Tag League, uh, there was no floor can to follow them around. So this is the first time they've really done this, which I think is a very smart idea. All right, so let's go ahead and start talking about the A Block. Oh, the A Block, (laughs) which has been great. Yeah, it has. I was down on it a little bit, but, like, I I don't know if I would say that it's been – do you think it's been worse or I don't know? Worse? What do you mean worse than – Well, like, out of the two, which which block have you preferred so far? I think – Overall, I've still preferred B block compared to A block, but A block has still produced been some good matches. And we're yeah, talking about been, right now. It hasn't been as like far apart as I thought it might be. Right. I mean, it's it's been really really good. So night three was um, the next A block night. We had um, Tiger Mask and Yo, Flip Gordon and Kanamaru, Ishimori and Bushi. And Will Ospreay and ACH. What was your favorite match of the night? For night three? Yeah. Um, let me take a look. I'm trying to catch up with you. Again, guys, Jeremy's the the head honcho here. <laughs> he does everything way better than me. Um, on that night, oh, um, yeah, I mean, that's an easy one for me. I really, really, really liked Will Ospreay and ACH. Yeah, I mean, that match, that was like a banger main event right there. Uh, Both those guys are great high flyers, and they really delivered here. I mean, the athleticism was, you know, top level. Um, A lot of great back and forth. The crowd was really into this match and into the near falls. Mm -hmm. Um, ACH, man, this guy, he, he looked great. I mean, his selling is so great. You know, he came in here with the injured shoulder. He also has some tape on, like, the hamstring. Are these legit injuries or are they kayfabe? Dude, I think it's... Dude, every time I see an ACH match, he has something taped up. <laughs> that guy just loves to sell. Like, 
I've been like I've been binging like the first six episodes of MLW. The first episode is him versus Austin Aries. His ribs are taped up, <laughs> and even in MLW, his leg is still taped up. I'm like, this guy just loves to sell. <laughs> you but, really think that? I, I don't think you think he, it's a gimmick. <laughs> I I think so. <laughs> There's no pretty much every ACH match I've seen the last few months. He's had something taped up. I I wouldn't like know enough to say one way or the other because I and I think I went on record when we started this uh you know this tournament that I'm not as familiar with ACH even though I've seen a lot of his stuff. I haven't like avidly watched him as a performer. Um, with that being said, I've been so so impressed. I mean, for me, I think he might be one of the. Maybe not, if not one of, he might be the top guy in the A block right now. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that they should try and sign full time. Um, I know he's, you know, doing MLW right now. He's doing AAW's AAW champion. So I'm not sure what what his commitment is to both of those companies. But hey, it's 2018. You can be all over the place now. You know what I mean? Right. And what I think of what I've heard with the MLW deals is they're allowed to work wherever except WWE, obviously. So they're trying to keep those guys out of there. So. Do you think that's why a lot of those guys wouldn't? Because there was reports recently that WWE was offering contracts to a lot of those guys. Do you think that's why they didn't get as many of them as you think they would? Yeah, they're probably locked down on those MLW deals. Well, maybe not even. I don't. I wouldn't even say locked down. Do you think it's more like? Do you think we haven't heard anything concrete? But do you think it's a scenario where people are realizing like, hey, if I go to WWE, I'm, I'm this is the situation. If I stay here. I get this big money contract and I can work wherever, wherever right, I want, right. in numerous places, and the opportunities are still kind of, you know what I mean? Right. I don't know. Maybe I don't. I haven't heard anything enough to say if anyone like said no or anything like that. But, um, you know, going back to ACH though, one thing he's been doing, I, I really like that spot he does where he runs up the, uh, the turnbuckle and kicks the dude like, like a somersault kick kind of thing. Like yeah, like yeah. The Matrix. He yeah. runs up like like he's Tiger Mask, freaking circa 83 and kicks people in the head though it's awesome yeah. or in the arm I also love his spot where he does like he throws them down to the backbreaker and then transitions into a German yo yeah 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 yeah. so that's been cool and the thing is too is like you said with the selling he's been selling the shoulder and the arm the whole tournament and not only that Will Ospreay's been selling obviously the neck which is a persisting thing so right. that was a big part of the story of this match you know what I mean uh, just the, these two guys with injuries trying to out like class each other as far as athletic skills go. Uh, I thought on the on night three that was the best match. Um, although I will say, I didn't think night three was the greatest, but it was still very good. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's something that popped me was uh, Mean Tiger Mask. Yeah. Pulling up another win here. Yep. So Tiger Mask beat Yo in 13 minutes and 35 seconds, which. Uh, like I'm just I'm a little perplexed by the run he's getting. Right. I, I think maybe it might get halted and maybe this is it. But the fact that he went on like a, he's uh, on a three, three match, match run, yeah, like that's crazy. Yeah, I mean Tiger Mask is a guy that you know a lot of people, um, you know a lot of people who entered our contest saw Tiger Mask in like the Liger role from last year. Um, a, a lot of people had Tiger losing a majority of his matches. Nobody, I don't think anybody had Tiger winning. Any of the first couple matches, I think I did, but at the same time, I like I think I said before, I only have him with four points at the end of the day. Right, I've got him losing six times, and it's right. you know this is I mean, but it's been fun. 
dude. It ha- <laughs> it's dude. been fun. Yeah, it's been fun. Like I've been popping for him winning because I every time I, he wrestles, I'm like, all right. I'm like, yeah. Like, is he gonna do this crap again? Like, this is like when Ricky Choshu had that nostalgia run in the uh, the G1 all those years ago. I'm like, yeah. Come on, Tiger Mask. <laughs> I wish they would have done this for Liger though. Yes. <laughs> Disrespect our boy Liger. I mean, if there's someone that they could have given, like, a nostalgia run to, you know, it should have been Liger. But, yeah, I thought the match with him and Yo was really good. Um, I thought Flip and Kanemaru was okay. Uh, Flip ended up beating Kanemaru in 10 minutes. Which, it was fine for what it was, you know. Yeah. Um, Ishimori uh, and Bushi was – I think you – there was one match that you really liked to Bushi's. Was it this one? Uh no, I don't think it was this one. Okay, okay, yeah, because this one was, was or was it this one? Ah, uh, this one was just okay. But is she, uh, is no, she I don't be, think I don't think it was this. Was one. it Bushy, Bushy and Will Osprey? Yeah, I think it was that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this match was good though. So, man, this is almost like daunting to have to go through all these different nights this way. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, overall thoughts on night three. Obviously, we both really, really, really enjoyed the uh, the ACH and Will Osprey match. Was there anything that like really stuck out to you from any of these, aside from just obviously Tiger Mask winning? No, I mean, like we said, flipping Kanemaru, uh, nothing special. Flip got a good win there. Uh, Ishimori and Bushi once again. I mean, a uh, good match. Uh, Ishimori uh, got the neck, got a win. Yeah. So I say we talk about night five. Right. Let's stick with uh, A Block. Nice. Um, so, yeah, so moving on to night five, that was on the 24th, the next A block night. We had uh, Tiger Mask defeating Bushi, Kanemaru defeating ACH, uh, Flip Gordon defeating Ishimori, and Will Ospreay defeating Yo. Uh, what was your favorite this night? Um, yeah, oh, Will Ospreay and Yo by far. Um, this was another night that was, it was good. I don't think there's been anything bad on any of these nights at all, right? <laughs> which has been pretty crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Will Osprey versus Yo, I thought was just awesome. Like, yeah. really, really good. That was a great showing for Yo, and um, you know, he's been kind of booked as the underdog compared to his tag partner show. Um, and we actually got a question in from uh, K9 the God on Reddit asking, "Who do you see having more, be, seeing having more of a star out of Yo and Show?" And um, you know, Yo, he's been booked in this kind of underdog role. I found where, it very interesting. We'll talk about Show when we get to the B block, but Show has been positioned as a top competitor, yeah, and has been like. Um, even with pretty much all the guys he's faced in the B block, where Yo's had to play that come from behind underdog baby face. That is true, and that is 100% true, but I don't think they've made him look weak. Do you know what I mean? Right. They've, they've done a really yeah. good job of making him look like he is outgunned mm-hmm. to a certain de- degree. Right. But not like, and maybe even a little bit outclassed, but like that he still is a very talented guy who finds a way to potentially win and comes very close to winning in most cases. Right. I mean, um, like he doesn't look like a geek. Right. There's a big difference between um, being booked weak and being booked as an underdog that's, you know, fighting. Right. And and like I've been getting behind him. Like I've liked it. And he even starting to sell me a little bit on his on his outfit. Oh, really? 
Not too much. <laughs> like, I still don't like the tassels. I think you should get rid of the, the tassels. Uh, yeah, I think if you lost the tassels, he'd, it'd be fine. Maybe, like, I don't know, maybe shorten them up and maybe do them on both sides or something like that. Right. Like a Tatanka or, like, a, uh, a Conan, like, circa AAA, like, yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. gimmick. But I don't, I don't know. But, yeah, he's been really, really good. His match with Will Ospreay... They had a lot of time. They got like 16 minutes plus, and I thought it was very, very good, especially since they're both stablemates. Yeah, chaos versus chaos here. So it kind of started off with a lot of, um, you know, kind of pleasantries and like, you know, trying to outclass one another, and then it devolved into like all out, like trying to beat each other. And they did a good job of making Yo look like he was on Osprey's level to a certain degree, even though he was underneath. And he had a lot of close near falls. Like, that's his gimmick in this tournament. He's like the roll-up guy. Right. Like, <laughs> trying to catch trying you Trying to off. catch you with, like, right. little, little roll-ups and, and stuff like that. Uh, we still don't even... We haven't seen Yo's finisher, have we? Uh, no, I don't think we have. Hmm. So I'm wondering what that's even going to be. Right. right now, like, I think it's like a victory roll. <laughs> <laughs> small package. <laughs> or a small package. Or like a... Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, Tiger Mash... Tiger Mask beat Bushi again, so... Bro, once again, dude. Grumpy, uh, mean Tiger Mask um, is just at his grumpiest in this tournament and just beating everybody. Yeah, he's hitting guys with, with like, stiff strikes. Like, he's doing really well. Uh, he's got, he got, he got that uh, hardcore Holly mentality. I'm going to beat everybody. And, uh, oh, how about this? So, at this point in the tournament, Taiji Ishimori had been undefeated, and looky, looky who beat Ishimori. Flip, flip, flip. Now, I don't want to toot my own horn too much, but I did predict that one of the guys that was going to beat Ishimori in this tournament was Flip, Flip Gordon. Yeah, you saw, man, you saw the vision on that one. Yeah, so I, I felt pretty proud of that. <laughs> and uh, I was totally all behind flipping this match. I really wanted uh, Flip to get the win here. And he pulled it off uh, with a jackknife bridge and uh, cradled up Ishimori. Big surprise win. Nine minutes and 30 seconds. Ishimori. Yeah, that cradle was quick. Just didn't see it coming. No? Yeah. No, it was quick. Yeah, and Ishimori seemed like he was kind of in control in that match, too. So, good good little story there. Good little win. And, uh, I don't know, you want to go to night seven? Yeah, nothing with uh, Kanemaru and uh, ACH. There, I nothing really stuck out to me that I can really remember. I just, I know Kanemaru like cheated. He, he, you know, missed at ACH with the whiskey and hit the brainbuster, and then uh, hit him with the deep impact, and that was about it. Yeah, it was a, it was a good match. Um, ACH's been just selling and selling, dude. And dude his his selling is so great. Like, there's like this guy should be a champion in every promotion he's in. Us, us, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you think uh, you think it's uh, Randy Savage-esque his selling? Uh, I, I don't know. It's it's hard to compare people to you know like Savage, but I mean, I still to like to, for me to this day, like that's the that's like the what you compare selling yeah. to like a guy who can sell a body part like it's like what? is he as good as savage but ACH been he's, he's up there he's been ACH been really really good and then uh night seven so I thought night seven was absolutely the weakest night of the tournament yeah. so far yeah we had a uh, flip giving Tiger Mask his first loss ACH defeated Yo Kanamaru gave Ishimuri his second loss oh and then Bushi gave Will Ospreay his second loss so for me, I'm gonna say my favorite match of the night was probably Bushi and Will Ospreay, but 
that's not to say I didn't think it was outstanding or anything. Yeah. I thought it was like, what were your thoughts like on this? Yeah, I'm night? trying to figure out if this was a Bushi match that I, that I liked or not. Um, there was a Bushi match you really liked. Yeah. I don't remember which one it was. I feel like maybe it was the Ishimori match. Yeah, I, I can't remember right now. But I think it might have been, yeah, I think it might have been the Ishimori match. But yeah, I mean, this, out of all the Osprey matches, obviously this was definitely not the best one. Yeah, I think that this was Will Osprey's weakest uh, deliverant, you know, like, or weakest performance, yeah. I would say. Um, which, that's not to knock these guys. I mean, we're halfway through the tournament. It's their fourth night, plus they're wrestling in between every single night. They do deserve some off nights. It just seemed like everybody was was this was the off night for everybody and yeah. and the the matchups were a little bit I mean I don't know if I was gonna look at this on paper I would probably already have, would have guessed based on the matchups it was gonna be one of the weaker nights yeah I mean flip and target mask I mean I think when we were looking at the nights I said flip and target mask was the match to look out for the most because I thought it was more interesting than anything else yeah I mean it it was fine. Um, you know, Flip was able to knock off Tiger Mask. Mm-hmm. And I think from here on out, Tiger Mask is going to be taking some L's. Well, we'll see. You know, it takes about eight to eight to ten points usually to right. be in the, uh, you know, the running. But He's uh, already got six. But the story here, though, with Flip beating Tiger Mask is that he takes control of the A block. Because he now holds a tiebreaker over Tiger Mask. Really? Right. Wow. So the final rankings at the end of night seven for A block, you have at the bottom you got Bushi, um, one point or two points, Yo of two points, ACH with four points, Osprey four points, Ishimori four points, Kanemaru four points, and then tied at the top, Flip Gordon and Tiger Mask both with six. So since Flip beat Tiger Mask, you know if they ended up in a draw. Uh, Flip would get the overall win since he beat Tiger Mask this night. So, with with that being the case, we're definitely at a point where nobody's knocked out at all in this block right. yet. Um, even even Bushi um, and Yo are still alive. I mean, but they would have to pretty much win everything, all, all the remaining matches, or at least three more of them. You right. need you need about. Eight points minimum to be in the conversation, so that's essentially four wins. So if you got four more matches, and for those two guys in particular, Yo and Bushi, who only have one, you know, they have two points each, they need at least three more wins. If they eat like two more losses, they're pretty much done. Right at this point, wouldn't you say so? Yeah, definitely. And I gotta say, I'm surprised at the booking of the A block right here. Like. Um, I would have definitely not predicted Tiger Mask to be three and one right now. No, and I wouldn't have predicted Flip to be three and one right now. I uh, think I had Flip pretty high. Um, I, at the end of it, I think I have Flip high. But at this point in the tournament, I would think Flip would be either two and two or one and three. Uh, the guys that I had like pretty high personally were like Flip. Kanemaru, Ishimori, Osprey, and I think Bushi. Yeah. And I am a little surprised that Bushi is so low, but again, I feel I feel like he's about to go on a run. Right. Yeah, Bushi is one of the guys, I know, looking back at previous tournaments, he's always had good runs, and I think I placed him pretty um, high in my predictions. So yeah, I'm very surprised. I mean, he's one in three right now. Um, he's down there with Yo. So right now, like, Flip only needs, like... 
two more wins this is a pretty pretty much secure this is yeah and yeah. same thing with tiger mask like those two guys if they get like two more wins they're gonna be close to walking away with this thing which means i'm gonna i'm assuming that they've got some losses coming up here in the right future. i mean you know this was the first loss for tiger mask i can see tiger mask losing the remainder of his matches so let's talk about this on at the end of night seven bushi versus will osprey which i thought was the match of the night which was good overall but nothing crazy um will osprey goes for a robinson special and bushi counters it the oz cutter into a backstabber he hits the enziguri and destroyer which gets a near fall and then he hits the m's the mx and gets the one two three over the champion yeah that was i was shocked yeah i was shocked i mean first of all I gotta say, Bushi's destroyer is very nice, and I always buy it for a near fall. Every time he hits, every time I see it, I think yeah, that that's it looks like the, just like kills. It. I know, like the destroyer is on that list with like super kicks and cutters. Like everybody does them now, like, like Canadian destroyers. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think it's stupid. I think like most pile driver derivatives should be a pretty much a finish. Yeah, that's. I'm just old school that way. Yeah, and you I know mean, you're dropping a dude on his neck. <laughs> right, and like with the, the destroyer, like you're flipping and dropping him on his neck. But I still buy Bushi's as a near fall, even though he, he never uses it as a finish. Uh, but yeah, he went up for the MX, and I was waiting for like Osprey to like maybe catch him with a kick or catch him with something. But no, nah. hit that MX clean. Which is very interesting because this could set up a, a situation now where, it, it, let's say, if, if he wins the block or if Ishimori wins the block, those are the two guys who have victories over him that could maybe play into the storyline going into Dominion if they win the tournament or set up a future title defense who knows uh, you know at San Francisco or you know one of these other like destruction shows or something else like that that's coming up in the near future right and uh, but one thing that did annoy me with this match and the Kanemaru match is just like the, the cheating yeah the un- well this is the unnecessary ref bumps like I feel like usually the ref bump a ref bump should play into the finish but like you would have like ref but like in this Osprey Bushi match like they could have gone without like the ref bump didn't change really change the finish of the match you know it's interesting night seven as far as in-ring action might not have been the most like interesting night but as far as like booking decisions is very interesting i yeah. mean because you had will osprey going over bushi and then you speak, mean bushi going over i'm sorry bushi yeah. going over will osprey and then kanemar went over ishimori right i mean which was another like but i was a little baffled by that i didn't expect kanemar to pick up that win well actually you know what i did i predicted that win but you didn't you weren't but again it's one of those things where it's just how my bracket worked out right and um kanemaru is a guy i looked back at previous he always does well he always does well he's another guy i had booking doing well and so when he started off with a couple of losses i was like oh man my bracket's not looking good but he pulls up an upset over uh ishimori so they definitely got something something planned for uh i think kanemaru it- now, listeners, at this point, I predicted for Ishimori to basically go on a two-win losing streak against Flip and Kanemaru. From here on out, I see him going on nothing but wins. Same thing with Will Ospreay. Yeah. Um, until, well, actually, at this, I didn't expect Will Ospreay to, to lose again until the final night to Flip Gordon. So that really changes my booking quite a bit. I expected him to, to go undefeated all the way to the finals and then lose to Flip. So... 
We'll see. But, yeah, they're tied at 2-2 two and two right now, and those are yeah. the two of the favorite guys in this tournament. Right. Yeah, I can easily see them the next few nights rising to the top of the A block. So let's do a quick rundown. So Flip Gordon's leading with 3-1, to one, 6 points. Tiger Mask is 3-1, 6 points. In the middle of the pack, you got Kanemaru with at 2-2, two and two, Ishimori at 2-2, two and two, Will Ospreay at 2-2, two and two, and then ACH at 2-2 two and two in that order specifically. And then Yo with 1-3. And Bushi is also one and three, so it it is still anyone's game. But man, Flip and Tiger are leading. All right. What are your thoughts on on the guys and the block overall? And like, you know, what have what have you seen that stuck out to you? I guess. Um, well, I think you know. Obviously, I think Will Osprey is definitely he's Will Osprey. He's Will Osprey. I mean. But he's been in the main event Rest, every night. Yeah, main event every night. Um, his matches usually have been the best matches on the A block nights. Um, ACH, man, this guy, just a great seller. Um, I think that's the biggest difference for me, um, if, if I'm being honest and I really think about it. Like, there's been intriguing booking decisions with the A block. Will Ospreay's had a lot of great like main event matches with guys, but that the undercard hasn't been extremely like riveting. You know what I mean? Right. Like the I I think night one it was like night one was for me still one of the best nights of the whole tournament. But past that, it's been Will Ospreay and someone else having a great match in the main right. event, and the undercards have just been very good, but nothing like blow away. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah, I mean the A block. I mean definitely compared to the B block, we've said you know B. Whereas block, like the B block's been bangers, bangers, yeah. yeah, bangers up and down. Not only in the main event. Yeah, I mean A block definitely got a lot of storytelling with Tiger Mask's run, um, Flips run, uh, and some of these upsets. Yeah, Ishimori beating Osprey the first night, and then the two losses of Ishimori and two losses from Osprey. So they're telling a lot of stories in the A block. Um, I mean, they're not telling stories in the B block too, but the B block, it's really been like all about the in-ring, mm-hmm. the match quality. Yeah, I agree. So speaking of B block, let's start talking about, let's transition over to talking about the B block. So we're going to go to night four? Yep. So... Festa um, Super Juniors, night four. Yeah, so these guys have just been been killing it. And um, and so this was was this the last uh like full, full production, production show? yeah. So I mean, just kind of running down that we we opened up with Ishimori and Chase Owens taking on Flip and Oka. Um, I thought it was a good opener. Uh, nothing really special there except for I really like this team of Ishimori and Chase Owens. Yeah, together. they they they're gelling pretty well together. Well, I like Ishimori. I think he. I mean, they don't really have too many juniors in in uh, you know. Freaking Bullet Club. Bullet Club anymore. But, yeah, it's just him and uh, Marty. But I like him and Chase together a lot, a lot, a lot. And I mean, obviously, you know, with Flip and uh, Oka being in a team together, you kind of knew who was going to take the fall there. Right. Um, I was glad to see Chase Owens uh, bust out the package pile driver. Get a win. It's always good for Chase to get a win. Yeah, he's always tapping out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the match that stuck out to me on the undercard the most was Suzuki and Kanemaru taking on ACH and Shota Umino. Whew. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I think this, like <laughs> this man Suzuki was beating the crap out of ACH and Umino. I've seen people online call him Murder Grandpa. Yeah, that's what he was, man. This guy was literally 
killing these guys. Dude, ACH was like trying his hardest to like do the thing where he runs up and hits him with the forearm and knocks him down. And Suzuki's like, just sitting Suzuki there. He was just looking at him like he was a velociraptor or some crap. Like it was Jurassic Park. And like, yeah. And ACH just like a little lamb. He's going to devour him. Yeah, bro. ACH would hit him and then Suzuki would fire back and like ACH was just a crumble. And, uh, and you know what was funny? The, the, the star of that match was Shota Umino. Not really ACH. Yeah. Umino was the guy who, like, got in all the fiery offense, the near falls. Uh, ACH was pretty much just there to, like, be- get beat up by Suzuki. <laughs> <laughs> Which was weird because, I mean, you you think they would protect the A block no. guys there. But, yeah, Suzuki was just laying it into that, man. But Kanemaru ended up uh, tapping out Umino with a Boston Crab young boy finish. finish yeah. Yep, so pretty good match. Yoshihashi and Yo took on Will Ospreay and Ghetto, which was an all-chaos... Sorry, guys. All-chaos match there. Um, and this was fun. I, this was like had a lot of comedy in it. Ghetto was cheating. Yeah. <laughs> but nothing really, like... I don't know. It's Yoshihashi. Yeah, really I mean, it was a light, light-hearted match. Four chaos guys. Yeah. They don't want to brutalize each other. Yes, I mean, it, but... At the same time, we got a little bit of the Yo and Will Ospreay tease, which was great. And then the next night, they had a very good match, too. So that was cool. And then um, Naito and Bushi taking on Tiger Mask and Toa Hanare. What did you think of that? Um, with, with like Toa Hanare and Naito kind of squaring off. I mean, that was good. But, I mean, in these undercard matches, Naito tends to kind of mail it in. Uh, oh, Naito did not care, bro. Right. This is worse than a Ring of Honor show. Yeah. Like, he didn't care at all. Yeah, he was just doing the bare, bare minimum there. But, you know, Toa Hanara is a guy, man. He's mixing it up with a lot of these top guys and getting better every time. So, since we're on the night, do you want to talk about what happened after the match? Yeah, so... Might they, as well, like, get into it. Right, they played... They aired that video of uh, Crazy Man and Jericho going off on Naito. Oh, If you I haven't seen that yet... It. Go watch it. It's up on, you know, New Japan World, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you... Twitter, you can find it anywhere. But Jericho's just going off on this man. So, yes, I mean, you know, Naito hits a Destino on... uh Hanare gets the one, two, three. They're kind of celebrating in the, in the ring after they kind of jump Tiger Mask a little bit. And then suddenly the lights kind of dim down. And right there in Corkin, you see Chris Jericho pop up on the screen. And he cuts like a profanity, like laced, like, yeah, like F, F bomb, like every other word. Bro. <laughs> I mean, but dude, uh, I think one of the things that I said a few weeks ago was that one of the problems I had with, with this whole entire thing was like, we didn't get that whole promo. Like, like when him and Omega first squared off, we got the promo. We kind of understood what his motivation was with, with Naito. We never really have gotten like a verbalization of why he's attacking Naito. Yeah. And now like with this promo, we kind of get it. uh, At least there's something to, to attach yourself to. It's not just like I'm attacking you and there's no reason behind it. You know what I mean? Right. Even if it's not like the most, Razor like focused or like laser focused um, reasons or anything like that. At least we understand like Jericho doesn't like Naito. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we learned. Um, yeah. What were your thoughts on this promo? Man, like you said, it was you know profanity filled, crazy. I mean, this is like you know Terry Funk times ten. Like Jericho's just like the old crazy man now. Dude, it 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 reminds me of like CWF or yeah. when he was in Memphis, like. Or when he came back and attacked Flair, like, it's so old school what he's doing. 
Um, even it reminds me of, like some of his ECW promos as an old man too. Yeah, like, this, yeah. Jericho's like this. Another. He's like channeling Terry. The way he like channeled Bachwinkle when he like back in 08 when, when he's doing a suit suit gimmick and the big words. Yeah. Yep. And he kind of was channeling like Nick Bachwinkle at the time. Like he is literally like Terry Funk's not even dead, but he is channeling his spirit through. It. <laughs> <laughs> and I I freaking love bro Chris Jericho. Like I'm so much more excited for this match. I mean, yeah, the, this took place on the best of Super Juniors, and you kind of want the focus to be on the juniors, but like, we don't have very long till Dominion. Dominion. Dominion's look literally right around the corner. It's like what two weeks away. Yeah, but it's interesting you said that because that was what Naito was saying in his backstage promo. What do you say? He's like, why did they play this video? Like, the focus should be on the juniors. So, like, why are people talking about this? They should be talking about Bushi and the and the juniors. I mean, I get what he's saying, but at the same time, like, this is if, if you don't have much time to do it, like, better late than never. You right. know what well, I mean? That's just that's just Naito being tranquilo and like I, not I caring. I, I know it's kayfabe. <laughs> I know it's kayfabe, Jeremy. <laughs> just say you know some some people get worked a lot out out in these streets by. I'm, I'm not getting worked. <laughs> Although, how about Friday night where we can worked or not? Oh yeah. So qu- quick aside, we were at a FIP uh, show here in Tampa, Florida. And one of our wrestler friends that we've kind of became friends with, this guy, uh, you're, F- you're, you're friends with Effie. <laughs> I'm scared of Effie. <laughs> Effie's, like, cool with me and stuff, but I'm still, like, nervous. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Effie was going against, uh, what's his name? Francisco, Francisco Chiazzo, who's a trainer with Matt Seidel at the WWN school here in Florida. Yeah. And... You know, before the show, we were talking to Effie, and we're like, he was like, you know, I don't care about this match. I don't care about... Dude, he was like, I could care less about this match. I really don't care. And, like, Effie's kind of like, if you've ever met the dude, like, he don't... He really doesn't care. Like, he'll just shoot. Yeah. And we're like, what do you talk... Like, what do you mean, man? Yeah, you're like, you're like, are you, are you going to shoot? No, I was like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, ah, it doesn't matter. He, he like, wouldn't get into it. Yeah. And then he's like... He uh he like told Ben who was with us. What's up, Ben? Yeah. He told Ben he's like, oh, I'm gonna f up an old man tonight. We're like, do it. And I was like, you gonna shoot? But I was joking. And then he was like, Psh, no. And I was like, wait, you're saying that kind of sarcastic. Like, what does that mean? Are you gonna shoot or not? Like, yeah. <laughs> and like, so then, I don't know what you're saying right they now. They had the match and it felt like a shoot. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what was happening there. Obviously, like, there was still... It wasn't a full fight, because you know what a full fight, like, looks and feels like. Right. But, bro... It wasn't It, it wasn't it, a match, dude. Like, they yeah. were, like, charging at each other and, like, just hitting each other with, like, straight fists to the back. Yeah, and you can check it all out on the WWN Network yeah. for, for nine ninety nine. I think they've got it up with the FIP, but I don't know. I don't really don't know what happened there, but I felt like we were, like, either we were getting worked by master workers... Or, or it was something, like a, something weird was going there's on. some heat between those guys. It really felt like there was real heat between them because they were they were hitting each other so freaking hard and like no one was like selling anything and right and it's like end of the match. Yeah, and everyone was mad. Like, the match just ended and they like didn't finish. I mean, they kind of set up an angle for the future, but I'm like, what is happening right now? Right, and with FIP there are no rules, so for a match to just stop. That's right. I didn't, I forgot that. There's no rules there, so it just stopped. It just stopped. Like it stopped. The ref threw the match out, but it's like. It's FIP, like... Yeah, you see guys get choked out on the ropes, and, like, that's the finish of the match, and, like, all sorts of crazy crap, and... But this, like, just stopped, and, like, if he just went to the back, and I was like, is this an angle, or what's... Ha-? I don't know. Yeah, so... I know we're, we're, we're keeping a strong style, but that was strong style. style. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't uh, know what happened there. So uh, back to this uh, tonight four, night four. <laughs> these B block matches. We had. Uh, well, did we finish talking about Jericho? Um. I'm I'm loving it. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. I'm super excited for him and Naito. Um, I guess next week are we gonna do like a Dominion preview or no? We'll talk. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll see. We'll we'll see how it of all the best of Super Junior stuff we we have to cover. We'll see if we have time for a preview. Um, I know we're gonna be covering the Junior Finals and Dominion on the same show. I just so. I love the fact that he like basically told him that he's gonna take the intercontinental the intercontinental title. He's like I'm gonna take it back to America, right. away from these filthy Japanese animals, and, and become a ten time. He's gonna count it with his WWE title. The whole time he's calling the Japanese fans like filthy animals, they're so polite. They're just like sitting there. <laughs> they're literally. It. They're not even like reacting, and obviously like it's being subtitled. They're just sitting there like being polite. Like like how can you call those people filthy animals? And they're being so <laughs> polite to you. They're like they're like wait. Waiting for your promo to get done to react to it. Right. They're being so nice to you. And, yeah, it's hilarious. Uh, Jericho, Madman Jericho, like this crazy Jericho, I I love it. It's awesome. Do you think we're going to see Jericho beyond this? Uh, I don't know, man. From all the reports, he's really liking his creative freedom that he has in New Japan. Uh, So he's not... He has no really, you know, solid WWE contract. So, I mean, it's really up in the air, man. Anything could happen. Like, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him at Wrestle Kingdom. I'm not making any more predictions about Jericho because I've been wrong the whole year. <laughs> I'm I'm leaving it up to you. Whatever you it, say, it, it, you, you are the voice of <laughs> keeping a strong style. What you say is our official stance on the, yeah. on the matter. Yeah, it's just, unpredi- it's just unpredictable. Yeah, so let's get into these matches. So we started off night four with uh, just a banger. Show versus Chris Sabin. Dude, I really liked this match. Yeah. Like This was like a strong style match right here. These guys were slugging it out through this match. Um, a lot of big uh, power moves from Show and Saban. Um, once again, you know, Show just being presented on the same level um, as his opponent as Chris Saban. And, you know, back to our question we got earlier, I mean, I definitely think Show um, is going to be the star out of between Show and Yo. They, I think they're both going to be, I think they're both like positioned to be the future of New Japan. Uh, whether that be in this division or even in the heavyweights, I don't know. But, like, I, I think that they have bright futures ahead of them for, you know, where they're positioned and what they've done. But, dude, show is special. Yeah, man. And show is special. And uh, he finally hit his uh, shock arrow package pile driver. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. I popped for that because he'd been, you know, teasing it in the prior matches. And he was finally able to hit it here. Yeah, so, I mean, at this point, like, th- Chris Saban's been having a killer tournament. Oh, yeah. And then him and Sho just have, like, a banger match, like, three and three quarters. Like Yeah, it, it's been refreshing um, having Saban in singles matches again. Like I've mentioned in previous podcasts, I was a big Saban guy with his run in TNA. And, you know, those two knee injuries, those two years that he had off really, like, slowed down his momentum. I mean, Saban was a guy that you mentioned in the same sentences as an AJ Styles, a Samoa Joe. Christopher uh, Daniels. Christopher Daniels, you know. Any of those guys. He was like an elite in that class of yeah. wrestlers. And those knee injuries really kind of threw him off. And, 
You know, he's been kind of doing tag stuff ever since he's came back from those injuries. And, I mean, the Morse City Machine Gun Run in Ring of Honor has been fine, but... Yeah, it's not what it was in, in, in TNA. TNA. I mean, they really had... There's been no really blow-away matches since they've been back together. I don't think that's their fault, though. That oh. probably has more to do with the current state of things in Ring of Honor. Right. I mean, in Ring of Honor, like, the Bullet Club, <clears throat> Bullet Club guys are the ones that are all over. Um, but... It's been great seeing Saban once again in singles action uh, and getting back to, I mean, every match you could kind of see him getting his confidence back and kind of showing why he was one of the elite wrestlers. But, bro, one thing I've been very impressed with about Show, and we'll talk about it because we're going to talk about a few of his matches, but he's been matched up with so many different kinds of styles and he's able to hang with them in every different type of style and they they're present they're painting the picture and telling the story that he is on the level of all the guys he's wrestling like if he walked out of this tournament and got like a maybe not in the next not at dominion but if he got a junior title match before the end of the year i would not even be surprised like and that's how good new japan is at making stars they can make they can take a tournament and make a dude yeah like they they just they can and they have before and they've got a track record of doing it and i think the one guy not to say that they aren't setting up guys and giving guys great pushes during the tournament but the guy that they have done more for than anyone else so far is show like yeah, they, they've really got behind him and given him a nice little push in this tournament. So, I mean, it's not going to be long before Rapungi 3K is broken up and both of these guys are doing their thing. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be... I don't know. You think that's really think, the case? I don't think it's going to happen this year, but... I could see, you know, sometime, maybe even next year, or maybe at least two years, some point soon, they're going to break these guys up. And Yeah, they do have a track record of doing that. I just, I, that makes me sad for the junior division. Right. I mean, I don't think they'll break them up until they have another junior team um, kind of lined up to take their spot. Huh. But, I mean, yeah, I don't see Rapungi 3K being a long-term tag team. Well, after that, we got Taguchi and Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee defeated Taguchi. Uh, this was decent. It's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, good little back-and-forth match there. We haven't uh, really got big match Taguchi yet. Right. This was probably... We saw some signs here in this match. And, um, man, I just been, I've been in love with Dragon Lee. Um, yeah, it's been tournament. your guy in this tournament. Yeah, man, I've just really enjoyed all of his matchup. Even this matchup right here, um, I enjoyed this matchup. Just you know, this is what Dragon Lee's second uh, best of Super Juniors in a row. I think it, I think this is second overall. Okay, but yeah, I mean, just mixing the lucha style with like the Gucci, we'll call it the Gucci style. Just that, <laughs> <laughs> the hip attacks and goofing off and then getting serious, but was genius now pervert. Yeah. <laughs> And so, yeah, that was a fun match. And then we had uh, the villain, Marty Skrull, against Kushida. Um, this was a very technical match. I liked it. Yeah, both of these guys, you know, they have submission moves that affect, um, that use the arm. 
Uh, so they are working on both of each other's arms. Majority of the match it was a very ground-based matchup, which plays into both of their strengths. Kushida and Skrull are both, you know, ground-based technical wrestlers. Kushida does do a little bit more fly, can do more flying, and can't fly when it comes to it. Skrull really doesn't do that much flying. So yeah, this was a great back and forth um, exchange here. For me, this night um, was so far up to that point the best showing from the B block. Oh yeah. I thought that this night was almost on par with night one with like you had a near four star match between show and uh, Chris Sabin. You had a really good match between Dragon Lee and Taguchi. This match was also right there in like the near four star match, four star range. They got almost 20 minutes to work. Uh, Kushida ended up defeating Marty Skrull, which God knows Kushida needed it. Yeah. Hit the uh, back to the future. And I think at this point, what Marty's at zero. Yeah. Because I think he lost to Hiroma the first yeah, night. This was the, the second night. At the end of this night, Skrull was 0-2. So, yeah, Kushida, big win. Really, really, really big win. And, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this match a lot. I've really liked Kushida and Marty Skrull a lot in this tournament. Yeah, they've been both putting out some great stuff. Um, and then the main event, we had uh, Takahashi and Desperado. Interesting notes here. This is the first time in seven years that these two have faced off in singles action. Yeah, um, there was like an interesting note. They'd wrestled a bunch of times prior to this, and like almost every single time Desperado had beaten Hiromu. Yeah, Desperado pretty much owned Takahashi when he was a young lion. Also, uh, another note here, Desperado was wearing his uh, old pre-Suzuki-Goon mask. I liked that. He's wearing the white mask. Yeah. I liked that a lot. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but, but, dude, this is the best Desperado match that I've seen since I've been watching New Japan full-time. Yeah, this match was great, and I would say up to this point was the match of the tournament. Yeah. I liked it even better than um, ACH and Flip, and I liked it better than Ishimori and... Uh, uh, Osprey and Osprey and what else happened on night two that was really good. Um, Dragon Lee and Show. I thought this is better than Dragon Lee and Show. It was different though. Yeah. It was different. It was it well, was like man, a this, hardcore this, this, match. Yeah. Almost. Well, this was just a hate. I mean, the rivalry. We said like the rivalry has been there. There's a backstory here. Well, they've been so, feuding too. Like yeah. the last like two months, right. three months. Yeah, the tag title uh, feud. These guys just hate each other, and you saw that. I mean, it was a hate-filled brawl. Um, they play- Which I'm all about. Yeah, they played off their history, and they were just going at each other. They were, like, in the crowd right off the gate, choking each other, mm-hmm. using chairs. Like, just these guys, I guess, used to be, like, old dojo, like, enemies, you know? Right. And, you know, Takahashi, I mean, really upped his intensity here. Yeah. Um, they, they were working stiff. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this was an awesome match. There's a lot of drama, full of intensity. And, man, like, I want Desperado to be having more matches like this. Yeah, I mean, they don't always get the opportunity to do all this. Did you see the post on um, Reddit where they were t- comparing the uh, the amount of time that guys have gotten this year versus in years past. Yes, I did see that. And, like, they've gotten a lot more yeah, time this year. Yeah, like, the average of the tournament, there's been more, uh, it's been higher this year. Yeah, yeah. And so that's been nice. This was a match that went, like, almost 24 minutes, just over 23 minutes, and uh, they were, it was awesome. It was violent. Like, these, there were so many great near falls. Like, uh, Desperado at the end started, like, cheating and so I just I thought he was gonna like 
you know, basically pulling out, and then all of a sudden Takahashi was ahead, and he didn't know what was going to happen. Um, I I really 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 like this match. Yeah, this was a man. So if you want a recommendation to watch from this night, definitely watch this Desperado and Takahashi match. And this match was very different from the other tournament matches, like we said before. So I mean, um, take us to take us through like the action. What, what ended up happening here, basically? Because I, I was shocked by it, to be honest with you. All right. So coming on towards the end, they're uh, trading strikes. Takahashi smiles and fires up as they continue to trade strikes. Desperado lays in the headbutt, uh, drops Takahashi with a forearm. Takahashi fights off the pinche loco and hits an overhead suplex to the buckles. Uh, hits a dynamite plunger, gets a two. Takahashi is completely frustrated at this point. Um, he goes for another dynamite plunger, but Desperado escapes. Takahashi avoids a low bro. Uh, Desperado counters the time bomb, but Takahashi hits a German for a near fall. Uh, Desperado uses a ref to counter the time bomb, grabs his junior tag title. Uh, Takahashi super kicks it into his face for a near fall. Uh, Desperado still has the belt. The ref takes it away. He lows blow Takahashi. He hits the El Guitarra de Angel, which is the angel wings for a near fall. And then um, he connects with the Pinche Loco and defeats Takahashi. Yeah, and I don't know if this is totally accurate, but Reddit user The Just <laughs> posted and said that... Uh, when these guys came in, came through in the same class back in 2010, 2011, um, Desperado has 18 victories over Hiromu in history, while Hiromu just has one. Wow, that's worse than uh, Jay White and uh, Dave Finley. Yeah, and at this point, obviously, Hiromu is like one of the shining stars of the division. I love, I love the idea of the long term storytelling that even. Like, for those who've been watching for a long time can look back and see where something like this, like Hiromu basically, even though he's the bigger star, like Desperado still his senpai. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, he was still able to find a way to, like, pick, like, to basically, you know, get get the win over Hiromu, who's the bigger star, which I didn't, I didn't see it coming. I, yeah. I thought for sure Takahashi was going to get the win. Here. I haven't looked at my bracket. I don't know how I'm doing with that, but I, I was very shocked. But yeah, this match was freaking awesome. I mean, this is like close to, I don't know, like four and a half. Yeah, I gave it four and a half. Just really, 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 really good. I thought night four was the best B night that they've had so far. Yeah. And I mean, two, I mean, you can't really ask for more when you've got like four matches that all are around the same average of about four stars like it's awesome yeah great night so moving on to night six this was a single cam night no commentary i think what night four is the last like full production show yep so on night six we had uh skrull against sabin taguchi against kushida show against desperado and dragon lee versus takahashi yeah, so this this night was good. We'll start with uh, obviously um, Skrull and Saban. I thought Skrull and Saban was okay. Yeah, like I don't. They won fourteen minutes, but for some reason it felt, it felt really short. It felt short. Yeah, and maybe because, I don't know why. I think because like I think the ending was kind of abrupt because Skrull hit this reverse suplex and won off of that. He'd been hitting that earlier in the tournament too, and then afterwards, and nobody else got pinned with that move, right. which I thought was interesting. 
So yeah, to me, I didn't even, you know, even outside of New Japan, I've never seen Skrull finish anybody with the reverse suplex. So he kind of hit it and just pinned Saban. I was like, that's it. I yeah, I agree. I like the move though. I mean, if they're gonna establish it as something that that's like an actual danger, you know, a dangerous move, yeah. I'm cool with it. But I it just kind of came from out of nowhere, but. The only thing I didn't like about it is like we've seen it in uh, in the context of the same tournament and no one else has been put down with it. Yeah. And Saban's one of the like tournament leaders at this point and Skrull's got no win. So obviously Skrull needed the win. Right. I mean, yeah, this was a, a big win for Skrull. He needed this. It's like do or die at this point. I mean, we're three nights in and he's got zero points. So he needs something to get right. into the game so, to get some skin in the game. Yeah. So both these guys are end up tying up one and two. <laughs> so it leads us to uh, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so uh i got spoiled on the on this next match and i kind of already had seen online the you know the outcome of it but i had it hadn't obviously been posted on new japan world yet and i was telling jeremy i was like bro something happens on this night on the what, what is this the 26th yeah i was like Our 25th the yeah. 25th i was like something happened you're gonna be shocked and like Jeremy's like, what could be shocking? Like, like he couldn't. Like we were looking at. He's looking at the matches. He's like, I don't understand. And then here we go. So we get to Gucci and Kushida, and uh, at one minute and forty seconds, Raisuki Taguchi defeats Kushida with a roll up. Yeah, I mean, this was a big surprise. This came out of nowhere, uh, especially you know Kushida. He already had one loss, and you expect because she's a guy you expect to be finishing at the top of this block. Uh, Taguchi uh, hadn't been doing so well in this tournament thus far, and you know we talk about you know this uh, serious Taguchi that can really work. I was expecting them to have a long match here, but dude, they had a banger last year. Yeah, like they were one of the main events, and they had like an epic encounter, uh, and yeah. <laughs> I was expecting something else, and the way they started off kind of gave you the feel like it was going to be like a, a mat-based okay. like classic, like yeah. a grappling classic, and then, um, yeah, like Taguchi caught Taguchi him. just cradled him and got the one, two, three. Yeah, like, I mean, I think it's like a flash pin like that is great in a tournament like this. Oh, I just, love it! I loved it. Just to throw you off, like you're expecting all these matches to go like you know. I mean, 13, 14, 15 minutes, and then... I liked it for, like, selfish reasons. I started falling behind in this tournament, and I needed to catch up. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I mean... Thanks, New Japan. Thanks, Ghetto, for throwing me, like, a little bone here. Like, that's like a gimme match, you know? Yeah. No, but I agree. From, from a booking standpoint, you do need, like, something where... Anything can happen. You know what I mean? Right. And we've seen these guys mix up before. We know what they're capable of. It's not like a disappointment. It's like, oh my God, Taguchi B. Kushida. It's like, dude, it's, it's, it's the best of super juniors. Like if you have, if you didn't know guys could get pinned like this, like you're a noob, you know, we've seen this in the G1. We've seen it with like Toriano. We've seen it with other guys over the years. Like this is what happens. This is what happened in these tournaments. Yeah. It's New Japan. Like, anyone can beat anybody on any given night. Like, you know what I mean? That happens, especially in a tournament setting when there's no titles on the line. And it's, yeah. it can happen. So then the uh, main event of this night, we had... Or not the main event, the semi-main, excuse me. We had a show <laughs> in Desperado. Um, once again, show had a great performance. Being on the equal playing field, Desperado, which I think is kind of a big deal here since Desperado just had this banger with Takahashi the night before. 
Um, you, and after that, you know, I thought Desperado was going to win this match, but uh, Show once again pulled out the shock arrow and was able to defeat Desperado. Yeah, Show's been like, just he's been doing really, really well, whether it's from performance standpoint, but picking up another two points is a big deal here in this at this point in the tournament. So, I mean, yeah, uh, I didn't think this was the greatest match in the world, but it they did tell the story basically that Show is on the level of El Desperado, where you know he's not a young boy anymore man right you know like that's the whole thing there so uh i dug it you know real good show show gets further in the tournament and that led us to to the main event dragon lee and takahashi man this was a banger man this is the match that i was saying was my most anticipated match of the tournament and this did not fail to deliver yeah dude i, I think this is my favorite match of the whole tournament I I agree. Yeah, I think that this is the best match of the tournament so far. Yeah, man, it was. You had hard hitting. You had high flying. I mean, both these guys they don't talk. They don't care about each other's bodies, man. Uh, I call this last bump of mania. <laughs> <laughs> like pretty much any move these guys took could have been their last bump. Man. Last bump. Last bump. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. No, for real though, they did some crazy stuff. And I mean, um, what I appreciate about about the Dragon Lee and Hiromu series is like, you know, this has been going back almost like what three years now and um, we've seen them wrestle countless times and every time they've done crazier and crazier stuff and they find a way when they wrestle nowadays to work in some of their greatest hits but still make it feel fresh it's not just a uh, like a best of series you know what I mean like yeah. they, they still make it different they still make it fresh and they, and they manage to tell a different story which I really really like here yeah, man. If you love high spots, this is the match for you. They did so much stuff. Like, I don't even know. Like, I liked when Dragon Lee did the uh, the LIJ taunt. Where he, oh, yeah. He, like, kicked the soccer ball. <laughs> kicked the soccer ball, and, and he opened up his eyes. eyes and his taunt. Yeah, that was great. That was great. I mean, bro, some of the stuff, like, Hiromu was doing, like... I know we've seen it before, but like this, the senton from the top rope to the outside. Outside, yeah, and then um, Dragon Lee's like Hurricane Ronald, like he he clears the top rope. Oh, the time where he acted like he was gonna do that, and Hiromu just power bombed him onto the oh. apron, man. Which I don't know if you know this, Jeremy, but that's the hardest part. part. <laughs> That could have been his last bump. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but that's the hardest part of the ring. I've, uh, I, I don't know if any... That's a little fun fact. I don't know if too many people know about that or not. And uh, just... <laughs> and, and to bring the listeners up to speed of our, our last bump joke. So... I wasn't gonna, I wasn't sure if we were going to let people in on that yeah. joke. So when Daniel Bryan came back, got cleared, you know, a lot of people, all of the Daniel Bryan haters were like... It was ridiculous that he's coming back. Like any match could be his last bump. They're but. like, they're like, it could be. Yeah, basically, he could get injured forever. Yeah. And we're we're listening to someone else. I don't remember. We're listening to uh, Voices of Wrestling, and they were like, any, oh, yeah, any, Lanza. yeah, Joe. He's like, any wrestler could have their last bump. Like any match, like any guy doesn't could be healthy and could have their last bump. Yeah, so, he was basically saying like he's like if a doctor cleared him to do this they all know what it is right he's wrestling he's getting cleared get get dropped on his head he's like so that's what he's getting cleared to do and he's like and anybody who does this knows that like any match could be their last match so like after that like 
we were hanging out with Rich. What's up, Rich? And Rich was like, anytime someone takes a even slightly like bad bump, he's like, last bump. Yeah. <laughs> That's been our thing. Like every indie show we go to, we see all like these crazy bumps on the apron. We're like, oh, last bump. But you know what, bro? It feels kind of like McCabe to be joking that way. Like in the moment, it feels funny. But right now, like saying it, we sound like jerks, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, you know what? these It, guys, it really could it be. It really could be. be a last and they bump. really do put their bodies on the line. And it's, like, it'd be terrible to, to, like, say last bump. And then it really is someone's, like, last bump for, you know, God forbid. Right. Um, but that is where that joke comes from. <laughs> <laughs> we're idiots. And, like, man, we're just remarks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, man. Dragon Lee and Takahashi, another epic chapter to their rivalry. What did you think of that Phoenix Plex? Oh, dude, I love the Phoenix. Dude, have I, you ever seen it before? No. Yeah, uh, I've seen it a few times. Like, um, Abushi sees that move. He actually won the Best of the Super Juniors tournament against Ricochet one year using that move. Mm. And it was that was the first time I ever saw it was on Axis TV. Yeah. And uh, last year, Hiromu used... Or, I'm sorry, Dragon Lee used that exact same move to pin Hiromu last year at Best of the Super Juniors. Mm. So it's a callback to last year's match. He beat him the exact same way two years in a row. Which, again, long-term storytelling. Like, last year, Hiromu was on a tear, and he was the top guy in the company. And you would think, like, an outsider in his first, like... It's not... Yeah. G1, but they... They tend to, like, keep these stories from outside companies like CMLL going because that's been the story. Is like, dude, when uh, did you notice when Dragon Lee came out with, with the half uh, half Dragon Lee, half Kamatachi I didn't. Ca- I didn't catch that the first time. I, I had to go back and look at that. He yeah. took it off slowly. He yeah. held it in front of him and, like, Hiromu, like, wanted to touch it and he, like... <laughs> Pulled it away from him. And I was like, that's freaking brilliant. Yeah. Like, like he's like, I got your mask. Because that's what happened. Happened in CMLL, Dragon Lee beat uh, Bro, He took his mask. He took his hair. He took his title. He kicked took him out of the freaking promotion. promotion. Like, Dang, that boy running. Yeah, bro. Like, and something else I've noticed about Dragon Lee, man, he's over with the Japanese crowd. Well, he's been on the. He's, I, been, I know, he's been coming over for years. I know he's been coming for a while, for years, but I mean, he's only there for certain tours, but still. They like, know him. Well, he, also, you know, like, I don't know how many people actually subscribe to New Japan World, but you know, they get the Arena Mexico show. That's right. Yeah, they get the CMLL uh, feeds. Which or, we don't, which is bullcrap. <laughs> I mean, we can watch it on YouTube, but I won't watch it in HD. <laughs> yeah, I want to watch it all. Get the most out of my uh, yeah, 999 nine, nine, nine yen. 999, my 1,000 yen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. So here's my only thing with this. Dragon Lee and Hiromu to me, and I've always felt this way. I love their matches and I like them a lot. I love them and I like them a lot. <laughs> but I feel like they just do a lot of stuff. <laughs> Which I love. <laughs> I know you do. And like, I mean, hey, I'm right there with you. Like, I like flips and stuff, but I like it when it means something. And a lot of times I feel like some of the stuff they do doesn't always necessarily I always feel like they're working super smart you know right. what I mean like well, I think with them man they just want to kill each other I get that but then at the same time there's a lot of where like they do stuff and it doesn't mean anything like that's my only thing about it like I think that they do a lot of stuff now they do a lot of stuff better than mm-hmm. almost anybody else does it so I'm not gonna like sit here and be like they suck or bury the guys or anything like that and obviously but I mean you compare like let's say this match this probably match of the tournament compare that to like a Will Ospreay match from this year do you know what I'm saying yeah how like 
he does crazy stuff too. And his, like, let's say his match with Hiroma, but a lot of it meant something. It tells more of a story. It tells a story. Whereas, like, this feels like a lot of stuff just being, like, one after the other, after the other, after the other, and then they, and then someone gets killed, and then it's over. <laughs> it's like Rock'em Sock'em Robots. <laughs> but I feel like Dragon Lee and Hiromu Takahashi, with how talented they are, and how good they are, and how many great matches they put on. They have, they're capable of something greater than what they've done. That's yeah. always been my opinion. I've always felt that way since I started watching their series in 2015. And they've had great matches, but and even this one was great. But I am like, I want to see them on a bigger stage with a better match. Because yeah. I feel like they have a five-star classic in them, and I've never seen one from them. To be honest, this would be something I would put on the Kyle Palace show. Yeah, I saw people saying, like, talking about maybe they would do, like, a special attraction match or something like that. I don't know. But, I mean, I would love to see them on a bigger scale. Like, I don't know if... Obviously, like, Dragon Lee is a mainstay in CMLL, but I would love to see him come to New Japan and, like, them fight over the IWGP title. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But, yeah, Dragon Lee beat Hiromu, so... Yeah, so Dragon Lee... Three and O at the end of this night. He he's uh, at the top of the board, and that takes us to the final night, night eight, which was what just last night. Yeah, crazy May. Yeah, the May twenty seventh night once again single cam, uh, no commentary. We had Marty Skrull against Desperado, Chris Sabin versus Dragon Lee, Kushida against Sho, and Takahashi versus Taguchi. So this was this was really good. Um, do you do you want to know something? I don't want to sit here and like cr- overly criticize the guy because I like him a lot, but I haven't really been too impressed with the matches that Marty's been putting on. Yeah, this has not been the best display of Marty's girl. I mean, he's had some great matches since he's been in New Japan. Mm-hmm. But I mean, last year's tournament was like he was killing it. Right, last year. Well, that was his. Debut his debut in New yeah. Japan, uh, but yeah, overall his overall performance in this tournament has just been okay. He's he's not been like a, a a highlight or a standout. Although he's only been in the main event the one night, and the one night he was in the main event, in all fairness, if we're it, gonna be fair, right? He killed it, right? The night with him and Hiromu. Yeah. But every other night he's been on the undercard, which I've – what have you thought about that? Because I, I remember looking at the cards thinking it was so weird that they had – I know every not everybody can be in the main event, but Marty Skrull being like the well, opener most well, of these nights. Well, that just shows you how stacked this B block is. But is it that stacked? I mean is Chris Sabin or – you know, show or Dragon Lee or Taguchi that much higher than Marty Skrull in the pecking order at, in New Japan? Not really, but those guys aren't really in the main events, though. But they have been. Sa- Saban hasn't had a main event. Has yet. he not? He's been higher, though. Yeah. He's been higher most nights than Skrull, I would say. I just been, I've been surprised. Like, most of the nights, Marty's been at the bottom. Yeah, I'm not sure what they're going off there, but maybe it's one of those things where, uh, this year, they don't want Mari to be the focus. They have, you know, they're, they're, they're sh- uh, putting some shine on show. You got Saban, you know, kind of rejuvenating his singles career. You got Dragon Lee going on a tear. So, you just there's just not, I guess, the time to focus on Squirrel here. Yeah, I I just, I thought it was interesting. I don't it, know. It's definitely interesting. I mean, considering, you know, he just had a banger with Osprey. When was that? Sakura? No, we did. You know what? I listened back to the episode last week. We kept calling uh, 
what was the last? It was Sakura Genesis. No, no what? Not Sakura uh, Genesis. Wrestling Dantaku. Dantaku. We kept calling Dantaku Sakura Genesis. Oh. It's embarrassing. <laughs> and then I kept looking to you and being like, is that right? And you were like, yeah. Now we both suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. We still the ace, though. Yeah, we, we really are. There are so many New Japan podcasts popping up. We see you guys if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we know some of you guys are. We got our eyes watching the territory. <laughs> we, see you, we, we see you coming in and, in and out of the territory. And we're just here to let you know we're a mainstay here, okay? Uh, how many weeks have we been in? This, this is, is our 26th episode. Holy crap. Consistency. Yeah. Week rants. after week. Rants. Consistency. <laughs> We've been here every week. Missed no shows. We're, we're on time every single Single Tuesday, Day. delivering bangers. We have great shows, and like, then the proof we go, just we shows. We go way over our time every <laughs> single week without fail. We go way over, but well, it's really good because we have the best content. And you know, honestly, like I've always been concerned, like man, we're going too long. We're going too long, but the longer the episode, the, the more, more people, downloads. Yeah, I mean, weird. you look at the numbers. I mean, our first episode did you know was like only like an hour and a half. Now. Lately, we've been doing like two and a half, three hours. It'd be like, interesting to go back and listen. I bet it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's it's like such a wonder that people stick around for this show. If you guys are enjoying this, like God bless Thank you. you. We are Thank so happy you. to have you guys listening. Like you have no idea. Um, although we'd probably do this even if we had no listeners. Like, yeah, that's how passionate we are. Yeah, I mean this idea literally. Came out of no like it's a night of like watching wrestling and drinking like let's just do drink a new Japan it, drink podcast. It water, yeah. <laughs> Staying hydrated. Staying hydrated. Getting ready to go out for a run. Yeah. Oh man. Speaking of which, I've been so healthy. I went on a run today, drinking water, I made myself fish and broccoli. My God, dude, I've been getting jacked, man. Yeah, you guys, Jeremy. The other night, I was hanging out with a a friend of mine. <laughs> Uh, a friend of the uh, opposite gender. And uh, we were in our car, and I saw someone, like, walking up, and I was like, who is that dude? And I was like, oh, it's Jeremy. And Jeremy was looking vascular. <laughs> Look at, I was like, Look at him. He's huge. Ah. And then I looked at her, and I was like, I love it. <laughs> I really like my uh, Vince McMahon impression. It's, it's I, good. I, it's good. I try to work it in every week. <laughs> But no, yeah, thank you guys for listening to this show. Like, we're getting way off subject. Yeah, um, let's, let's rein it back in. Night, uh, night eight. So what was your favorite match on this night? Hiromu and Taguchi. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. I thought Hiromu and Taguchi was the best night. This is a night where I was split. My favorite match of the night. Personally favorite. And you know what? This was my favorite match of the tournament. Was uh, Kushida and show, bro. Yeah. Kushida and Show was the wrestling match of the tournament. Yeah. You want to talk about wrestling, wrestling, like grappling and holds. This was the match, man. Which it makes sense because Kushida and Show both have like MMA backgrounds and amateur wrestling and mm. jiu-jitsu and all that. And they showed it, man. I, I'm going to tell you, if that match had maybe, I don't know, like a little bit more backstory and some more heat behind it and a better better finishing sequence it could have been like a match of the year type candidate like oh yeah i it to me it's one of the best examples of pro wrestling in in new japan this whole year that's yeah. how that's how impressed i was yeah. i loved it i mean the 
the grappling was just so like crisp and was, like everything they did was so man, it was like watching some like some stuff from like the seventies that you were showing me, man. Like yeah, it, it did. You know what's funny? So me and Jeremy sat back and uh, I I was like, Jeremy, you got to see this uh, Fujinami versus Ryu Mago match. Which what did you think of that match, dude? That was awesome. Yeah, so that's that's a high. Uh, um, that's one of my like highly recommended matches. If you guys get a chance one of these days, I actually got the date here. Let me take a look. Uh, July 27th, 1978. Tatsumi Fujinami versus Ryuma Go. Awesome, awesome, awesome match. One of the best New Japan matches of the 70s. And, bro, this match reminded me of that match in a lot of ways. It, dude, it did, dude. Like, like, because, like, there wasn't a lot of, like, high spots or high flying. There was no. just a lot of grapples, fighting for There's pinfall. a lot of the same spots. Yeah. Like, I was like, dude, this reminded me of Fujinami and Go. Like, <laughs> this is super cool. Um, yeah, I really, 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 really liked Kushida. Uh, you liked Chris Sabin and Dragon Lee a lot. Yes, I did, man. Chris Sabin and Dragon Lee have been two guys that I've really been impressed with in the B block. And I just thought this was a great match. Um Saban coming out with his, uh, you know, kind of like power moves and Dragon Lee doing his lucha style, man. This was just another great match. Yeah, I thought that was fun. Chris Saban ended up beating Dragon Lee with what the hell, Saban? Um, no, just he hit him with the regular cradle shock. <laughs> the cradle shock. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Kushida ended up beating Show with a Back to the Future, which is uh, that's the old uh, small, Tyler Black. Yeah, move. the uh, God's Last Gift, the uh, small package driver. I like the Back to the Future as a better name. Yeah, it's easier to say. Yeah, God's yeah. Last Gift. <laughs> Stupid sounding. Good old Tyler Black in the Age of the Fall. Um, but yeah, so Kushida ended up being Show, which uh, dude. They had show again on the same level as Kushida. In this match, he came off as being just as good as Kushida, yeah. which was awesome. And then um, that, yeah. take us, that took us to our final match, which was Hiromu Taka- Takahashi and uh, Raisuke Taguchi. Yeah, I mean, this was like the real first showing of serious Taguchi here. I like to call him Tournament Taguchi. Turn, yeah, let's call him Tournament because ser- he's not really serious because he's still. I, li- I like Tournament Taguchi because he really only really shows up for the most part during the tournaments. And right. We get best of Super Juniors Taguchi, and it's freaking awesome. And yeah. This was his best match of the tournament so far. Yeah, and he's not really, really serious because he's still doing the hip attacks and, you know, trying to be a clown uh, throughout the match, but he's still, you know. His match quality goes, his in-ring action goes up. What I, One of the things I like about Taguchi during these types of matches is, A, his wrestling acumen is, like, it goes up. He does do the comedy stuff, but he starts working in some of those high-flying, like, off- offensive, like, to the outside type moves. Which, you know, Taguchi's smart, man. He works a... A very safe style. A safe style. He's, he's going to be like, you know, Liger and Tiger Mask, one of these old dudes that are wrestling in their 50s. He's extending his career working a safe style. Tiger, or, uh, Taguchi's going to be like one of those... He's going to be like the new, the grumpy guy, like... In his fifties, like still like hitting people with hip attacks and like hit young but, boys with hip attacks. But when it's time to go, he can go. Yeah. The other thing too is we don't see enough of his ankle lock throughout the year, but he starts working in that. Yeah. He starts working in the the Kurt Angle ankle lock, ankle lock yeah. spots, which I've always just I don't know why I've always been a mark for that spot where the guys try to get out, they roll, and then they're still in it. Mm-hmm. And they did a ton of that in this match. Yeah, man. Honestly, I. I 
I thought uh, Taguchi was going to get a win here. I did too. <laughs> I mean, he, he only had one win going this far in the tournament. He's a guy that traditionally does well in these things. So I was expecting him to uh, give Takahashi um, another loss here. But if you think about it, if Takahashi would have lost, then he would have been one in three. So. Yeah, I agree. Um some of, some of the thing that I liked was they were telling a story where I don't know why but Takahashi just kept trying to go for the roll up like mm-hmm. uh, like a victory roll roll up and Taguchi just kept countering it and he kept going for the victory roll and he kept countering it and like they did it like five or six times and I was like what is happening like <laughs> why is why is Takahashi so fixated on winning with this move and yeah. then he kept getting hit with the cap, like the ankle lock and it was really really cool but uh eventually like Takahashi rolled out and then they traded cradles, and then he ended up Takahashi ended up putting on the triangle choke, which is his like. New yes, when he put the triangle choke on, I, I thought he was gonna win it there. Well, like, uh, well, he did. He did win it from that. Yeah, he yeah. did. He did. Taguchi tried to power up and like do. That's what I was. Yeah, he powered up. Yeah, he, he looked like he was gonna do a power bomb, and then he just faded quick. Yeah, and I loved the way he sold it. The way he sold it is almost. Exactly how it would look in real life if someone really faded in the middle of it. I've seen people in real fights be like that. So I, I, the only thing was I thought this was a tad short. Even though it went 14 minutes and 30 seconds, it was like it was going, going. And then for the last like four or five minutes, it hit this fever pitch pace where it was just nonstop. Like yeah, I mean, so many near yeah, falls. Yeah, they just went into like urgency mode. And yeah. Like they, all, they were just trying to do whatever they could to get the win. And then all of a sudden it was just over. Like Taguchi yeah. got caught and he he got choked out. He went unconscious. Yeah. And like I loved it. And um, I just wanted to mention another a spot from the Saban and Dragon <laughs> Lee match. I didn't get, I didn't I didn't get to get it in. But there was a spot where Dragon Lee does his jump over the top rope. Hurricane Ron. Or no, actually I'm sorry. Saban goes for a like jumps over and does a hurricane like Hurricane Rana. From the apron, and Dragon Lee catches him. I thought it was like Dragon Lee had the strength to catch him that that Hurricane Ron, and then Saban finally hit it on the floor. Did you see when Show was hitting multiple um, power bombs? Yeah. If we're just gonna go back and talk about guys doing spots from other matches, Show's awesome. Yeah, dude. <laughs> show is dude. Show Show Michaels, man. So that leaves that that leaves us at the halfway point. So you know we're eight nights in, right? Let's and uh, there's fourteen nights. So you know we've got four matches for each block. We're at the end of B block. Yeah, let's go over these the B block rankings here. So starting from the bottom, we have Taguchi. He's one and three with two points. Then we have Takahashi, Sho, Kushida, Saban, Desperado, and Skrull, all at two and two with four points, and then leading the board with a three and one record with six points is Dragon Lee. So, you know, when I kind of booked this car or this with my like bracket, this is sort of how I saw it going was that you'd have a bunch of guys sort of with the exact same points leading towards the end. It hasn't worked out exactly the way that I've predicted it. And I am wondering, I'm like, Kushida, (laughs) are you going to pick it up or like when are you when are you going to pick it up, son? Uh, But I I don't know. I could have guessed wrong. I don't know because she's the guy that's going. But. It is interesting how I, I kind of thought that a lot of these guys would be sort of equal, and that is how the B block is right yeah. now. You've literally got one guy at top, one guy at the bottom, and everyone else in the middle is equal the whole way Dude, down. I kind of want Dragon Lee to win this B block. I would love for Dragon. I 
I don't even care about the free t-shirt. I don't even care about being right. Like, I want Dragon Lee to win. Like, I want to see... I think Dra- I think my argument about Kushida being a really cool foil for Ishimori could be more... Like, could be made more so for Dragon Lee, yeah. almost. Like, he's very similar. I think Dragon Lee would be a great guy to go to the finals against Ishimori. Ishimori. Yeah. I mean, um, you think Dragon Lee's the 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 like MVP of B Block so far, right? Yeah, man. Like every Dragon Lee match is, I've just been like, man, this guy's just awesome. He hasn't disappointed whatsoever. I mean, all of his matches in this tournament have been, you know, in the four star range or higher. Um, yeah, man, I'm loving Dragon Lee in this tournament. I agree. I think you, if you want to talk about a single individual's performances and being, like, impressive, Dragon Lee's are definitely up there. But as far as, like, consistency of having great matches, you can't – I don't think you can compare him to Takahashi. Like, Hiromu, for me, is the MVP of this tournament right now mm. in both blocks because all four of his matches have been four stars or better and no one else has done that. Yeah. Like, his first match with Marty Skrull – Awesome. His match with Desperado, probably the second best match of the tournament. His match with Dragon Lee, probably the best match of the tournament. And then the match he just had with Taguchi, again, four stars. Like, he's he's done nothing but, like, crap out gold the whole tournament. Yeah. Um, so, for me, it's like, I, I see what you're saying, but I gotta, I gotta defer uh, respectfully and say Tagu- Takahashi right now is the MVP of not just the B block, but the whole tournament. Yeah. Well, I mean, we still got some more nights left in the tournament. But let's think about this for a second. Dude, Dragon Lee had an incredible match with Takahashi. Marty Skrull had an awesome match with Takahashi. So did Desperado. Chris Sabin has had awesome matches during this tournament, too. Who? What, what would you say is Chris Sabin's best match so far? Um, probably it's probably up in the air between the show and Dragon Lee match. I would say the show match. Yeah. Although I like yeah. And then Kushida had an incredible match with Show. Um, Show had Show and Dragon Lee had Show might be like the third best guy in this whole. Like he's had nothing but bangers too. And then obviously we talked about Takahashi and then Taguchi. Like every single person. That's the thing that separates B block. Every person in that whole block. Has had a great match already. Yeah. The whole entire field has had a great and match. Yes, it's overall, we mentioned this before, but the match quality overall has just been higher. In the B block. Cons- consist- consistently higher in Consistency. <laughs> Consistency, Rance. Oh, my gosh. I love Rance. I wonder if he listens to our show or not. I, I doubt it. If, hey, if you guys... Dude, Rance is busy being on like everybody's yeah, I podcast. Say, I was going to say, you guys got to check out Rance. He's on the uh, World Class uh, Radio. Yeah, World Class Radio, their daily morning show over on the Chair Shot Radio Network. He's also here on Social Suplex on the Outsider's Edge. Usually drop their episodes every Friday. Uh, he's He likes... Uh, many times they call him the contrarian because he has different... Kind of wrestling opinions than we do, but uh, Rance Morris, he's one of our boys. He's, yeah. you know, and this week, this past week, he was on the Ricky and Clive show. That uh, was a good show. Ricky was, or yeah, Ricky was sick, and so it was the Rance and Clive show. I wish they would have brought me on so I could talk about Japanese or about UK, British world, uh, you know, world sport wrestling from the 70s and 80s. I would have loved that, but yeah, no, uh, if you guys. When you get a chance, check out Rance. He's got several different shows, several different projects, and yeah. he's a guy we support. But uh, he always talks about consistency. So anytime we talk about consistency, I gotta say it, Rance. <laughs> Consist- consistency. consistency. <laughs> All right. So any 
final thoughts on these nights here, best of sleeper juniors. I don't know. Let's talk about predictions. Where do you, so we've got the A block and the B block in front of us. And I mean, you know, your your tournament leaders are Flip Gordon in the A block and Dragon Lee in the B block. And I didn't expect that really. I mean, that's what I love about best of super juniors. Yeah, very unpredictable. We're, but we're only halfway through. It's just a little bit over halfway, honestly. Right. We've got what uh, six more like tournament nights. I mean, not even. No, we got what. Five more? Five more, but on the the 13th night is when they're going to do both of them together. Yeah. So, technically speaking, we've got three three more tournament matches for each guy Mm -hmm. going forward. So, altogether, basically, essentially six, not nights, because they're going to do it in five nights, but six nights, essentially. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, predictions, I mean, in the A block, I think... Um, Tiger Mask and Flip are going to start eating some L's going forward. I see Ishimori and Osprey rising quickly to the top. Um, yeah, I expect Ishimori and Osprey to go on a run for the rest of the tournament. I'm, yeah. If they eat more losses, I'd be very surprised. Same here. Um, B Block, I expect, um, I think Takahashi and Kushida might start going on a run. Um, and we might see the end of Dragon Lee's run. I think Taguchi is going to get some some more wins. I cannot yeah. imagine him being at one and three. Like at, I know he started off with a bad start, but I expect him to move forward and and do well. Pick up the pace. Yeah. Um, Dragon Lee, I'm assuming, is probably going to start eating some losses too. Yeah. He's still got. I think he's wrestling what Kushida on the final night. I think so. So I think like Kushida will start to etch up on him, and no, no, no. The final night is Kushida and uh, and uh, Takahashi. Gotcha. So I think I think Kushida needs to beat Dragon Lee here in the next few nights. So I'm looking forward to that, bro. Kushida's got a couple really great matches still ahead of him. He's got the Dragon Lee match and the Takahashi match. Dude, both of those are going to be freaking awesome. Oh, speaking of which, night 13, when we're getting nothing but tournament matches the whole night for yeah. the A block and B block, that's going to be a, a show of the year candidate <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's going to be on June 3rd. Oh, my God. Yeah, so you got... When is Dominion? June 9th. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is yeah. crazy. Yeah, so this is the final night or the, the semifinal night. You got Tiger Mask against ACH. Flip Gordon versus Will Ospreay, Yo versus Ishimori, Bushi versus Kanemaru, Kushida versus Takahashi, Taguchi versus Sabin, Dragon Lee versus Desperado, and Sho versus Marty Skrull in the main event. So next week we will be covering nights uh, nine through thirteen. Yeah. And then the next week we will we're gonna do an All Star Extravaganza episode covering both the Best of Super Junior Finals as well as Dominion. Yeah. Which is gonna be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm just. I I still have it booked in my scenario. I still see, see Kushida and Ishimori going to the finals. Mm-hmm. I really can't see anybody other than Ishimori going to the finals and winning this thing. Still, that's just me. Um, which he's been very impressive. Yeah, I mean he's been very great in his new role as a bone soldier, as a heel. Just the way he carries himself, his facial expressions have been great. He's small though. He he is, <laughs> but man. Like, like I had someone else watching this with me, and she was like, he's small. <laughs> and I was like, he's supposed to be. Shut up. <laughs> the thing, like, the whole size thing, like, he's been very vicious, though. Yeah. 
and dude, I love when he does that thing where he uh, has the guy in the second rope and the sliding German. And he does the sliding German to the outside. I freaking I love it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm getting Ishimori's getting over with me, man. Yeah, same here. And I I think he's got some great matches still ahead of him. Um, yeah, like for I don't know why, but A Block to me just looks like it's already wrapped up. I'm like I can see it already. I'm like Ishimori's gonna win this thing and then B Block is like all up in the air still I'm like it could be anybody well, yeah B Block could literally be anybody and I could be wrong I mean who knows ACH might go to the finals or you know Will Ospreay I could be totally totally wrong right but it just seems to me painting the picture like Ishimori's going to the finals and I have no clue he's, who he's gonna wrestle in, in the finals from B Block right that's just my take I don't mean what do you think yeah I mean I I I, we've, I've been strong since the beginning of Ishimori uh, going into the finals. And, yeah, he's been one of my favorites to go into the finals. And I definitely see Ishimori. I, I can't, I mean, possibly Will Ospreay is possibly the only other guy that I could see going into the finals at this point since Ishimori beat Osprey. If Ishimori doesn't win the tournament, he still has a claim uh, at a title shot at some point in the future. You know, especially, you know, if they're going to do Osprey versus Mysterio at Dominion, um, that could be a, a way to do that with having Osprey winning the tournament. But I still think it's going to be Ishimori. Um, but like you said, in the B block, I have no idea who he's going to go against. If if we are, in fact, getting Ishimori in the finals, taking your brackets aside, who would you, just as a fan, who would you like to see him wrestle the most? Uh, honestly, I think I want to see him wrestle Dragon Lee. I definitely can get on board with that. I think for me, I still kind of am like... I want to see him wrestle Kushida. Um, I kind of want to see him wrestle Takahashi. Yeah, that was my original. That was my original, too. Prediction. I'm kind of like, I want to see him wrestle Sho, though. Dude, like, could you imagine if Sho, like, pulled it out? Like, if Sho made it to the finals? Yeah. That'd be, that'd be awesome. I mean, talking about talking about making a guy. Yeah, you could really make a guy. So, any any final thoughts? We still got a long way to go. This has been awesome, bro. Yeah. It's felt like a G one, and you know it hasn't been that hard to get through, considering we haven't like with G one, we do get a lot of full production shows. So that's pretty tough to get through. You know yeah, I, mean? I remember like last summer was like my first time like watching like every single night of G one, and man, like. This has been like cake, like yeah, in a way. Even though it's been difficult, like we got through the freaking- and you know having like the Memorial Day weekend like helped also. Yeah, dude, I've watched a lot of wrestling this weekend. <laughs> yeah, you have. Yeah, you have. <laughs> the only the only hard part about it is like differentiating what happened because you're seeing so many of the same guys. Yeah, over and over and over again, and like honestly, only this to me the stuff that's sticking out is the stuff that really does stick out you right, know like yeah. the great matches um not to say any of it i mean i recommend watching the whole thing just to follow along for the story i mean what, what else are you gonna do why not just watch it but you know at the same time like i'm not gonna necessarily remember chris saban against like you know kushida that much right, <laughs> you know yeah. a year from now right but i am gonna remember this dragon lee and takahashi match oh definitely yeah so i mean um yeah, but I, I've really enjoyed the tournament. Yeah, the tournament has been great so far. 
All right, you uh, ready to move into news? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, different things and some stuff we'll, we'll spend more time on and some stuff we'll just kind of breeze through. So um, flipping brand. So basically they what it was the uh, Cody's golden ticket yeah. promotion. Um, basically, they've got a Wrestle Pro show coming up on June 8th, which is coming up very shortly. And the deal was basically that flip if Flip Gordon could beat any two there's two wrestlers if he could defeat them um with a partner of his choosing then he would be all in and this is supposed to be quote unquote his last chance to get in Mm -hmm. well the two wrestlers that we are we already announced this but he's wrestling mjf who by the way if you haven't seen this dude mjf is just great man if you don't know he's the current czw world champion he's uh, a featured talent on mlw and i mean what i've seen from him he's great yeah promos are great his promos are awesome (laughs) uh but him and madison and Rain will be taking on Flip, and then we found out Flip's special partner, his tag team partner, is going to be Brandy, Brandy Rhodes. Yeah, they're called the Friend Zone. Team Friend Zone. Yeah, Team Friend Team Zone. Team Friend Zone. <laughs> so uh, good luck to Flip and Brandy. And uh, well, Brandy's not going to even be. She's not cleared. I don't know. She's going to be sitting at ringside. I thought she was his tag team partner. She is, but she's she's trying to get cleared. But she said if she can't get cleared, that she would. She su- broke her clavicle. She would support him at ringside. Yeah, so we we already covered that also last week. She broke her clavicle oh, yeah. over in Stardom. Speaking of Stardom, this isn't even on the news. Like, have you heard about Io Shirai? Yeah, she's uh, WWE bound. May Young allegedly. Classic. Allegedly, they didn't clear her last year, and she was supposed to be WWE bound. But yeah. what do you think of that? I mean, it just goes to show you the WWE is just trying to bring in as much talent as they possibly can. I mean, Io Shirai is the best woman in the world. She has been for a couple years right. now, and like most people don't even know about her. And I think this is all Triple H. I mean, he's been one of the key guys that are him and his team have been. They pretty much scout the world and try to bring in all these top uh, males and females. And I think. Um, if she does officially sign, she's going to win the May Young Classic. Bro, they brought in Tony Storm and Io Shirai. Like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, Tony Storm, she's all over the U- WWE UK commercials. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I, what, is that on the network? Yeah. See, I don't watch that crap. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so anyways, good luck to Flip and Brandy, and uh, good luck to uh, Io. I hope she gets cleared, and I hope she makes a lot of money, and then I hope she leaves and starts... Something that's better than WWE and kill and kills them. Because <laughs> uh, she's she's like literally, guys. I'll say this like on the record, she's the greatest woman talent I've ever watched live. Yeah, like, she's. Like, I've never seen anyone as. She's amazing. Um, we have news about uh, the, there's an upcoming match, CMLL related. Roosh and LA Park are going to be wrestling in a hair versus mask match at the 85th anniversary for CMLL in September. Which, if you. I understandably a lot of you guys probably don't watch CMLL. I'm not going to say I'm an avid fan, but I do understand the significance here because every year it seems like I'm watching a Roosh and LA Park match just because they end up being like one of the always like one of the best matches of the year. And this feud's been going on between Roosh and LA Park for almost like four years now. It's been one of the most heated rivalries in in like Lucha Libre. Whether it be storyline versus real life, like these guys have had a lot, a lot, a lot of heat with one another. And L.A. Park actually got fired back in 2015 from CMLL. 
So he hasn't been wrestling in Arena Mexico, and he he recently made his return and saved his nephews from an attack by from Rush and uh, the original Los Ingobernables. Right, and uh, he challenged Rush to a hair versus mask match. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a big deal. I mean, big deal. L.A. Park, La Parca, however you know him, like. His whole thing and his whole gimmick is the mask. Like, there are some guys that can continue on without the mask, but, like, I can't see L.A. Park. Like, if he loses, he has to retire. There, yeah, there's some guys that if they lose their mask, that's everything. Like, obviously, the mask is important to everybody, but there's certain guys who, what are you going to do after you lose your mask? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you? We've watched you for how many years? Like, it'd be like if Atlantis lost his mask. He, what is Atlantis with him? But I don't think anyone's more so that way than than La Parca. Yeah, La Parca like is La Parca. You don't watch La Parca without his mask. Like that's yeah. the craziest idea I ever heard of. Yeah, it's just weird. So I think Rouge is getting his head shaved. Hey man, that the that beautiful <laughs> the beautiful lock of Those hair, beautiful locks, bro. <laughs> uh, but I think he could pull off a shaved head. Yeah, and in and in Mexico they shave their heads. Yeah, they don't show up like Jeff Jarrett with a crew cut like a week <laughs> later. Like they get their head shaved, yeah, so yeah. it's a big deal. But um, this is this match we're gonna watch it. It's happening in September. The 85th anniversary is CMLL's. Uh, WrestleMania, it's their biggest annual show, and this is one of the biggest matches that they've had in years. I mean, we're talking probably going back to like 2015 when Atlantis and uh, La Sombra, which is now CN and Andrade Almas, wrestled in a hair mass versus mass match. Like, this is probably the biggest match they've booked for this card, and they think it's gonna be one of the all time like drawing cards that they've ever had. So, it's a huge, huge, huge deal. Um, in other news, uh, so Dad is a Heel Wrestler is an upcoming movie that uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi is going to be starring on. It's- yeah, we've uh, we've talked about it several times yeah. um, in the news and previous shows. Well, the uh, the official like trailer is out now, and it looks awesome. Have you, did you yeah, watch I did, the trailer? I did see that, and there's a couple other New Japan guys in there. I mean, Okada seems to be like the main baby face that yeah. Tanahashi's facing. I even saw them mention like the G1 Climax when yeah. they were like with the commentary. I was like, <laughs> so they're, they're clearly wrestling in a New Japan ring, so I think like there is some New Japan involvement with this. I mean, the, you know, we don't speak like Japanese or like read Weekly Pro or anything <laughs> or Tokyo Sports, so uh, it's kind of difficult for us, but I am, I'm going to watch this movie when it comes out. Yeah. And there's going to be a second one as well, so that's why Tanahashi still hasn't like regrown his hair out. Right. So looking forward to it. But if you get a chance, it's on YouTube. Dad is a heel wrestler. You want to really check that out. Uh, Tanahashi will be starring as a heel. Yeah, the, the cockroach. cockroach. Yeah. <laughs> which they actually have cockroach t-shirts, which actually <laughs> look pretty dope. Like I'm like, I kind of want one of those cockroach t-shirts. Um, on May 19th, Kevin Kelly uh, tweeted about uh, Katsuya Kitamura. So I told you guys we're going to keep up with this story. And some fans asked him about what's going on with uh, Katsuya Kitamura. And he said that he has ongoing neurological issues that are concussion related. And once he gets the clearance, he will be back in New Japan Pro Wrestling. You know, this whole Kitamura thing, it's been weird. Like, it's gone, like, back and forth between, like, he's injured. There's been disciplinary issues. Like, there hasn't been, like, there hasn't been, like, a consistent report. And, like, now it seems like we're leading towards the... You know he he's had a serious concussion, and um, you know he'll he'll be back as soon as he's healed. So 
Yeah, it's just, it's just interesting that the story kind of flip-flops and now we're sticking with the whole uh, injury angle. Are you serious? Are you calling Kevin Kelly a liar? Dude, I'm not calling <laughs> Kevin Kelly a liar. It, it sounds like you're calling Kevin Kelly. I'm just Kelly. saying. No, Kevin Kelly is our friend. Kevin <laughs> Kelly is going to shout us out on, new, on NJPW one day <laughs> if we just keep growing this thing. One, one of these, one of these days. Yeah, Kevin, if you're listening, just remember, it was not jo- it was not the young boy Joshua Smith <laughs> that said these inflammatory remarks about you. It was Jeremy Donovan. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, it is hard to get like a straight answer on what's going on, but yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean. <laughs> So, um, in other news, so Ring of Honor is running their Honor United tour. I know that you caught a few uh, matches, uh, and you were watching the yeah, I, I caught a few uh, matches from night one of that. How many nights are they going? Three nights. Uh, I know that there's. I think there's like three nights uploaded on Honor Club. I'm not exactly sure if that's it or if there's more. To the I know tour. they're in Edinburgh and London, and I wasn't sure where else. Yeah, but. Uh, so part of the Honor United tour, which I gotta be honest with you guys, we're not gonna give you a rundown of that show, but yeah. or, or of any of those shows. Uh, and maybe we should talk about that for a moment. Like, what's going on with Ring of Honor and New Japan? Uh, I Do you think they're utilizing these guys right? I don't think so. I mean, I definitely don't think so. They're bringing in guys like Tanahashi and you know a lot of the Lij members and like. They're doing crap with it. It's sticking Tanahashi and like six man tags, and it's like, just why? Ha- yeah, why have him there? Like, there Tanahashi's coming. He's just mailing it in. But you know why? And I think I I don't know if I mentioned this. You all- said it last week. Yeah, you can say it again because yeah. I love it. Yeah, I mean, these fans, these Ring of Honor fans. Pretty much, if you've never seen, why are you blasting the fans? Oh man, I'm, <laughs> I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to blast a fan because I did the same thing WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, I never. I've never seen Tanahashi live. I've never seen Ishii, Suzuki. You know, I've never seen any of those New Japan guys live. So I made sure for first priority were to buy tickets to all these shows that these guys were performing, mm-hmm. and that's that was my key and the key deciding factor to get to go to Takeover. I mean, go to. Supercard of Honor over Takeover was to see these guys, Ibushi and all these guys. So these Ring of Honor fans, what they're doing, I mean, it's they don't might not always get to see these guys in these tournaments. So whenever these New Japan guys come, it's a big deal to Ring of Honor fans. So they're gonna sell out these shows regardless of the match quality or the booking of the shows yeah that's an interesting point so Ring of Honor actually they just did the War of the Worlds tour earlier this month and over the course of four different shows they did 6,000 attendance cumulatively which is the most attended they've ever had for for that tour Um, and it has a lot to do with the fact that they're booking obviously the New Japan talent, you know what I mean, right? Um, but I agree with you. I don't think they're using them right, right? And because and and it doesn't feel special anymore. Like I, I already have a New Japan Pro Wrestling, you know, or a New Japan World subscription. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing these guys a lot throughout the year, and I'm seeing them in matches that matter. So. You know, it's not like in a time where I can't watch New Japan and all I have is Ring of Honor and I'm just a Ring of Honor fan and, oh, thank God Tanahashi's here. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's not like that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. It's like it is cool that there's a crossover, but if you're going to bring Tanahashi over, 
do something with him. You know right. what I mean? And You're I mean, gonna bring Lij over. Do something with those guys. You know what I mean? Like they had Evil against Dalton Castle in a world title match. Like that doesn't scream world title match to me. Right. I mean, Don Castle's whole world title run just hasn't been great in no, general. No, not at all. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Um, so, yeah, the Honor United tour, like, I was looking at it, was not impressed. Hopefully, the uh, the tour, the, uh, what is it called, Strong Style Evolve tour that New Japan is running later. Yeah. Excuse me. Maybe that ends up being better. I would assume so because they're running it with uh, RevPro, and RevPro has excellent talent. But that's not a dig at Ring of Honor, guys. I just – I don't know. Like, it's like all their they, – they've just had to rebuild and rebuild and rebuild and rebuild, and, like, yeah. you just keep losing talent. And, like, what what's going to happen if they lose these Ring of Honor guys? Or, or not – they lose know, the Bullet, Bullet Club, Club guys. Yes, I mean, Bullet Club, they are the top stars in Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Like, all those guys get the biggest pops, the biggest reaction. They're selling the most merch. Um, people come to Ring of Honor shows to see the Young Bucks, Cody, Hangman Page, Marty Skrull. I mean, these are the top stars in the promotion. So if they lose those guys, I mean, I think they're afraid. I think they're afraid to lose them. And there's yeah. a very there there's a lot of scenarios that could play out where that does eventually end up happening. Yeah. I mean, they almost already lost them last time. Yeah. It was very close. Yeah. So I don't know, but speaking of the Honor United tour, so Nick Aldis, who is the NWA champion, made his Ring of Honor debut. Essentially, he was at ringside during uh, um, the show that we were at, and what was that show? Supercard of Honor. Yeah, yeah. But he actually, what he wrestled on these shows. Yeah, he was in a tag match with uh, Mark Haskins against the Young Bucks. Well, he like came out on Twitter and basically said that he would be addressing uh, Cody and the All In event uh, during the London show with Ring of Honor United. And if you guys are on, uh, you know, so, like YouTube, they have the Ten Pounds of Gold weekly show. I think Billy Corgan and company—they're trying to really yeah, rebuild. Uh, Dave Lagana. Dave Lagana. Yeah, they're trying to rebuild the NWA brand and you know add some prestige to that title and make it relevant once again. So they do a weekly show, and Nick Aldis obviously as the champion is like one of the featured things and he talked about how he was going to um the episode's called pressure mounts and that there's it kind of covered the fallout from the all-in event and the announcement that cody would be challenging for the nwa title and how how nick aldis was gonna kind of handle that so he ended up uh coming out during the london show and basically saying that he would agree to wrestle cody on the one condition that if cody is to challenge him for his title. Cody has to first win the Ring of Honor World Championship and then make it a champion versus champion match where the winner takes everything. Yeah, so it's pretty much, I mean, it's pretty much Cody's going to win the Ring of Honor title, uh, what it looks like. I would assume so. They just announced that Cody versus Dalton Castle versus Marty Skrull is going to be the main event, main event Best but, of the yeah, World. Yeah, Best which, of the World. What Best of the World's like, what, that's their biggest show of the year, pretty much? Uh, their second. Their biggest show is usually uh, Final Battle. Final in, Battle. In December. Which always has been weird to me because Supercard is clearly their biggest card every year. Yeah. I don't know. It's at WrestleMania weekend, but like technically speaking, I guess best in the world and then final, final battle, battle. Yeah, are like their two big big shows. But um, you know, we we kind of thought Skrull was gonna be the guy to get the title shot. They made him the number one contender and all that. But then they've been teasing all this dissension between Cody and Marty, and plus Cody had never hadn't used his rematch clause yet. So 
gonna be interesting. I mean, I would have preferred Marty to win, but it looks like for this whole all-in storyline that Cody has to win, so that it's Cody against Nick Aldis, which I'm not. I'm I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, I, I gotta tell you, I'm not a fan of it at all. Um, I really like my theory that Nick Aldis drops the belt to Flip Gordon, and then we get the grudge match between Flip and Cody, which. I don't know. That just seems like it makes a lot more sense to me. Yeah. I mean, sure, it would take Billy Corgan and the NWA, like, sanctioning that match and kind of, like, saying, yes, we'll put over Flip and, yes, we'll put over, um, you know, Cody back-to-back. I don't know if they want to do that, but I don't know. To me, that's, like, Flip Gordon might be, like, kind of in his infancy in his wrestling career. But, like, and, yes, he's not Nick Aldis as far as, like, longevity, but... He's a lot more relevant right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's been a long time since also, Magnus was a guy. Yeah. And even one even one Magnus was a guy. Magnus has never blown me away. Like the stuff I saw in TNA was fine. Where's Doug Williams? Bro, he he was on this uh on our United he got T V title shot against um Oh really? Against uh Last Real Man, uh, Silas Young. Was that good? I didn't catch that match. Doug that was, Williams is great. Yeah. That's who needs to be the NWA champion. Yes. <laughs> yes. Doug Rollins is a man. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Like, I'm just, I'm not a fan of this. I kind of thought, you know, when they said that whoever the champion was, that's who Cody would wrestle, was a way for them to kind of circumnavigate having to be like, oh, it's Nick Aldis versus Cody. But now that they're putting stock into it, now that he's cutting promos, now that they're cutting promos against one another, it can't. Like we talked about it, and you said you 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 were like, well, it could maybe he's maybe they don't wrestle each other. Yeah, it could be a swerve. Maybe you know Aldis loses the belt, and then and then Cody ends up challenging whoever. And I was right. like, but why are they doing this right now? Right? Why are they putting money into a match that they're not going to end up delivering on? Clearly, they plan to deliver on this match. Yeah. So. And you were like, what if Skrull wins the ROH title and then someone else wins the NWA title? And I was like, they're they're doing this match. Yeah. I don't know. Not, is, that, is that disappointing? Kind of. Since we're going to be going there? Going all it Like, that's not, like, I would not, if I was trying to book, like, a super card, I would not book Cody and Nick Aldis as a match. You know, title versus title matches historically have not, like, been great. Yeah. I mean, there have been a few matches that have been good in ring but like ultimately speaking when you have two different like champions from two different companies usually it ends in a DQ or a double count out that's just to, like it's a, usually a dusty finish do you think we're yeah. going to see a dusty finish at all in you know yeah, the, all, the modern day Starcade? it all depends I mean if it's the main event of a show I could see Cody winning uh, but if it's in the middle of the card um, I could see a, a some kind of screwy finish. I don't know, man. I don't know how to feel about this. I, I don't feel good about it, though. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Like, we, they already got our money. They already sold out. So whatever, they can do whatever they want. Right. But I mean, I don't know. I like. I was really hyped with the idea of Cody going against the NWA champion, but not Nick Aldis. Yeah. Like Nick Aldis. When, when we're talking about guys, we're like, hey, who could be wrestler of the year? Like Cody's in that discussion. If he like, if he has a great second half of the year, like he could be the guy. What has Nick Aldis done this year? I have no clue. Like the Ran- the random title defenses on indie shows. He's I mean, faced James Ellsworth. Um, no, it's cool. Yeah. I think what they're doing is great. They're doing some great stuff. I'm not like knocking what they're doing. It's just like I don't know how to watch the NWA. 
Right. I mean, well, there is not a it's way not for a me pro- to watch it. It's not it. a promotion. Yeah, no. It's literally just Nick Aldis. So I don't know how to be invested in him as a character or as a worker in any way. Yeah. Point blank. Like, what? Am I going to watch and like pro wrestling from Hollywood? Is that NWA from Hollywood? Like, they're not even with them anymore, are they? No, I don't think so. Like, literally, I think it's it's literally just Nick, like Dave, <laughs> Dave Lagana. Um, like, their champion was Tim Storm before this happened. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I never even heard of Tim Storm. Like until the this whole Billy Corgan brought this NWA project back. Yeah, so I don't so, know, man. Yeah. Some other news from All In, though. So, the Cow Palace. Uh, so, recently, um, the Young Bucks were talking about this. I don't I don't know who they were with, but I was reading about it. And uh, they said that the original date for All In was going to be July 7th at the Cow Palace. Which, that's that's the date for Strong Style Evolved, is, or for the G1 special, isn't it? Is it July 7th or the 14th? I can't remember, but it's really, really close. Yeah. But they ended up saying that they changed it due to the fact that, you know, New Japan was going to be running. The um, Cow Palace. No, that New Japan was going to be running. uh, This is before all that. This is like early on when they're like, oh, they're going to be running Walter Pyramid earlier in the year. We don't really want to draw from that. Plus, like it might hurt our what we're doing. So they ended up not doing that date. But that was going to be all it. July 7th in the Cow Palace. Oh, and they had some issues, I think, also with uh, PWG and BOLA, Mm. which was another reason. So I thought that that was really, really interesting. Um, In other news with All In, um, Cody Rhodes was recently talking about doing a all-out Battle Royal. (laughs) On the pre-show. On a a pre-show in the parking lot where (laughs) basically the guys that are not booked for All In are all all out. Yeah. And they have to wrestle in a Battle Royal in the parking lot. And uh, I think this was this on the I think it was on the Edge and Christian show. I don't know. Uh, no, that that was, was that on the Wrestling Observer. It was I don't remember. I, I know he, I saw he him tweet. I saw him tweet about it. He might have mentioned it on the Edge and Christian podcast. But he essentially said that after afterwards, he's like, I don't know if we're going to do that, but since I've already mentioned it publicly, we're probably going to have to. Basically. Yeah, yeah. So that's something that's rumored. Um, Aside from that, too, he talked. There's been a lot of talks about the idea: will All In be streamed? And we don't know yet. Uh, what are your thoughts about? You know, obviously, like the big issue is you have a lot of guys from different companies. Different companies will uh, will Ring of Honor want Jay Lethal being streamed? Will you know? Um, CMLL want uh, or Triple whoever oh the Crash but they want Pentagon and and uh, Phoenix being streamed. You got guys from Ring of Honor. You got guys from Impact, New Japan. Yeah, well, well, yeah, well, you know, Harold May Impact. want you know Okada and Omega being streamed. Uh, uh, we don't know. Yeah, well, we yeah, don't know. Impact guys, well, Don Callis and you know Scott Demore, well, they so it just seems like an. An event like this is too important to not like stream it, and there's so much money to be made from all parties involved. Yeah, like how could you not make this accessible to people on the outside? So I'm still like very optimistic that they're gonna do. Yeah, I think they'll give all these outside companies a little taste of um, (laughs) a a little bit of sugar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they do a stream and they price it reasonably. They're gonna make a ton, dude. They they already sold out on tickets. They're gonna make a ton of money. 
on streaming ton of money on merch dude they're gonna make tons of cash here they can give ring of honor a little cut give new japan a little cut impact a little cut and they'll still you know walk away with a ton of money well cody has said that they've got meetings uh coming up with different distributors so they have ideas for how to do this they don't know if they're going to get the clearance or not so there is a chance that if you're not all in you will not be able to see this event which is so like 80s right yeah (laughs) it's like what are they going to do like release this on vhs home like box office set like you're gonna have to bro my like whole childhood is like watching like vhs (laughs) of like pro wrestling and like the only way you can see this is if you buy the tape like that's yeah. what this feels like a little bit. i mean i guess the 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 backup option if the tv if the stream doesn't work is do dvd do pwg style do dvd I guess I mean, they that's could. that's the reason why pwg doesn't do streaming they don't want to mess with all the tv deal stuff so yeah they just do dvds we'll see we'll see but uh we got other news so right now speaking of big shows so we've got the g1 special in the usa which is coming up uh shortly after dominion and you know there's been a there's been a lot of you know talk about the the ticket sales with that event and how all in might have affected it and all the different things we kind of went in depth but as of the time of this recording right now they're about halfway full so they've sold about half of the tickets it's a ten thousand seat arena um but the big news that is coming up is that Access, which I'm sure we all probably guessed this because they did it last year, but Access will be airing the G1 special in the USA uh, live on Access Television. With uh, JR and Josh Barnett doing oh, the yeah, commentary. Yeah, Jim Ross and, and Josh Barnett are confirmed as the official. So we will not be getting Don Callis or Kevin Kelly. And Shame. We don't need to write petitions this time or like. <laughs> It's just, it's not going to happen, guys. Yeah. Like, we just need to make peace with it. But yeah, and you know, the thing with this whole uh, G1 special is that they haven't, there's been no advertising for it. There's been no TV, no radio, yeah. no digital, no nothing. So for them to have 5,000 tickets right now, I think it's still pretty good. I think after Dominion, they're going to announce, they're going to start announcing the card. They're going to ramp up the advertising. And I think, well, there's a rumor. There's been a rumor for a while that they have some sort of big name planned for this show. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is, but like, uh, Dave Meltzer and them have mentioned it several times. Like they're planning a big name to boost ticket sales. I don't, I have no idea. The only thing that comes to mind is like maybe Jericho. Right. But I'm like, will Jericho work in the U S and, you know, uh, you know, for a company that's not WWE, I kind of don't think he will. I mean, you, it could be Mysterio, but yeah. which I'm assuming Mysterio is going to be on the card, but that's not who I'm thinking is going to be the big name. Yeah. I, I'm like, who, who are they bringing in? I, I don't know. Punk? <laughs> hey, man, never say never. Speaking of which, so CM Punk has a uh, fight coming up on June 9th against Mike Jackson in the UFC, but... Uh, and also recently, it looks like they might be settling. Are they going to settle or are they going to court? They're going to court. Oh, they're, they're, they are going to court. That's yeah, right. Finally. So, so, yeah, him and WWE are going to court. He must feel really confident that he's going to win this thing if, if he wants to move forward and not settle. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is there. But um, CM Punk, the, the rumor that like just recently broke out was that he was at the all-in presser allegedly allegedly like we don't have anyone to like confirm this but that's what the word on the street is is that during the the press conference that they ran for all in at pro wrestling yeah i think he the, was backstage the girl who was like hosting that like t- 
tweeted out something about him. Which, like, it kind of, it does make sense because he's friends with those guys. He's going to be doing, like, he's going to be involved with a meet and greet at uh, at Pro Wrestling Tees during the event. But the fact that he was backstage, I didn't see pictures. I didn't, I know several different, like, publications were there. They didn't, like, say that they saw him or anything, so I don't know. But, um, you know, like, I'm, I'm just like, it just keeps feeling more and more. I'm like, are we, is CM Punk going to be all in? Are, are we going to see him at the event in some capacity? Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, in the middle of a show we hear, cult of personality. I don't even know if he's allowed <laughs> to use that music. I mean, I know it's living color, so I know it's not like WWE owned, but I don't know if they're, they probably have to pay a lot of money to get it. I know WWE had to pay a bunch of money to get that music originally. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so... Um, other news. So the Young Bucks have a children's book coming out, which they recently showed some of the artwork for online. Right. Yeah, they were doing voting on the color, this color schemes of the characters. Which I guess they're going to be the characters in the children's book. So Book Club is just a merchandising Dude, put, empire. Put yourself over in the children's book. Why not, pal? <laughs> um, also, speak. Uh, Chris Jericho has a new Sirius XM radio called uh, ra- radio show called The Rock of Jericho. I don't think it's wrestling related at all. I think it's like music music related but uh you know good for him he's got a lot going on dude i would love a little taste of that man's paycheck man <laughs> um how about ren narita is out with a concussion until june 2nd at least yeah and uh that's like I, how, I, how many of the how many of the young lions are injured right now? yeah they're going dropping like flies kitamura yagi narita anyone else i'm missing i think that's it that's still S3. Yeah. It's a lot, man. Yeah. I don't man. know what's going on. I don't know what's going on either. Maybe it's they're being a little bit more like like aware, like the whole concussion thing is more, they're more aware of it now. Like I'm sure in the past dudes have suffered concussions and are like, put an ice well, pack on and, you know, get back out there the next day. I mean, Narita is, from what we've read, it's concussion related. Same thing with Kitamura. It wasn't with Yagi. He broke his forearm, but... I mean, I don't know. It's like, is is the style too rough? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. obviously, strong style is strong style, but I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it just seems like, man, they, they only have so many, like, young lions, like, and these guys are getting hurt. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. We don't really know what happened here, so it's hard to say if it was anyone in particular's fault, but, I mean, it's pro wrestling. That's what you signed up for when you decided to do but this. Well, with those guys going down, that gives guys like Suji and Umora a chance to shine. I mean, Su- which I think, they have been. Yeah, I think it was Suji that replaced Narita in one of the tag matches last. I like Umora so much better than Suji. Yeah, a lot of people like Suji. I get why, but I like Umora better. Yeah, I don't know. Um, in other news, so last week Harold Mai. I think we still don't know how to say. It. I think it's Mai. Harold Mai was named the not so we already knew he was going to be the ceo of new japan but he was officially named the president and ceo of new japan and he is officially on the board of directors of bushi road incorporated so a big big news i mean we've kind of talked about like the fact that a foreigner is taking is in control in new japan is like crazy but like dude when you used to go online and look up like because um the president was Takaki Kidani and then he stepped down. He was still he's still over Bushi Road, which is the controlling party, you know? But like there was like a whole committee of guys, like this guy was this, this guy was that, yada yada. There's like three or four different dudes. Now when you go online and you look up who's who are like the people of interest, it's like Kidani, 
who's the president of Bushy Road, and then Harold Mai. Those are the only two names listed. It's like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, a lot of shake up there in the New Japan offices, I mean. I don't uh, I don't know if it's gonna like I don't know if it's good or bad, to be honest with you. I have right. no way of knowing. All I gotta say, like, let's hope that you know they don't try to jump the gun. No, with their with their moves, like oh, like try to expand too quickly or yeah. do too much. Yeah. Well, it's business, man. You gotta take gambles. I don't know, but I I just I want New Japan to be well and thriving and around for a while, so we can keep doing this until someone pays us right. to do it, so we can get filthy rich and be like Dave Meltzer. <laughs> Dude, that's my dream. <laughs> To get paid to talk and write about wrestling, man. To watch wrestling? Yeah. Get paid to be a professional like wrestling this past, fan? This past weekend. A all, professional, professional wrestling fan? Yeah, all the hours of wrestling I watched this weekend. Like, I wish I was getting paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my, my God. God. So, um, other news. So, Japan Airlines, uh, which now offers domestic Wi-Fi, by the way, uh, has announced that they are going to be showing New Japan Pro Wrestling Classic matches for free along with their in-service flights uh, starting on May 18th. So... You know, if you're in the if you're in Japan and you're flying with Japan Airlines, you might be able to see like some Ricky Choshu and Tatsumi Fujinami action. <laughs> That's actually the two guys I saw in the picture. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh cool. I actually saw uh, read online someone was like, yeah, I saw this really good uh, Tiger Mask versus like uh, uh, who was it? It was like Kento Kenta Kimura or something like that. So yeah, I don't know. It's pretty cool, but yeah, Japan Airlines. Repping the classic New Japan, which is pretty cool. Um, Best of the Super Juniors uh, nights May 26th and May 27th are actually were uh, produced and had full like full production shows via Samurai TV, which will be airing on June 2nd. So, um, you know, we got the the single cam shows like we talked about, but it seems like they're getting full production production shows so i bet you eventually those shows you know if you want to watch them with full production later on they'll probably be on new japan world which is really cool other news uh there's video game related news which new japan's had a lot of video game related news recently which makes like the ceo crossover that we're going to kind of more relevant but um tekken 7 uh is going to have new Japan uh, free new Japan content that will be coming out with their da- with their downloadable content starting on May 31st. So um, I think there's like alternate skins for different characters. They'll be like new Japan like based and themed, which is cool. <laughs> also, uh, Street Fighter Five just had a commercial with Kenny Omega and also Xavier Woods. Yeah, Kenny Omega was playing the character Cody, Cody. which is actually his favorite uh, Street Fighter character. Yep. In the commercial. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So, I mean, you know, that's his favorite video game. I think, like, he's, like, world-class editor. Yeah, he's, like, one of the top players, like, in the world. So. And, like, him and Xavier Ward's are always going at it. I liked that he was, uh... The, the character Cody, I guess he's the mayor yeah. of Liberty City or whatever the... I don't know what city is, but he was dressed up like Mike Hagar, which yeah. I love Mike Hagar from, like... my One of my favorite wrestling video games is... Uh, it was a, It's actually a Capcom game. It's called Saturday Night Slam Masters. And Mike Hagar is a playable character who he was the mayor as well. And in that game, he freaking rules. So he's a pro wrestler as well, which... <laughs> I love the, the, the crossover with pro wrestling. And uh, actually, Tekken has... King, 
Yeah, the uh, the which I love, King. That's the the character that has a, the cheetah mask, right? Yep, and then and I actually I've heard of that um, back in the early days that um, Suzuki did the motion capture uh, for cool. a lot of his moves. Yeah, I love King, and then Victor Zangief is one of the like one of my favorite like wrestling characters from Street, Street Fighter. Fighter. Yeah, I always play as Zangief because he he has like the multiple Germans. One of his he has like, the pile driver thing where he jumps in the air. And, like spins around like pile drives them. I always play as I think his name is Dollism or oh the Indian dude, the Indian dude yeah. with the long arms, and it's just because I'm cheap. I like to hit people from far away. So <laughs> the, the Yoda Yoda fire. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes, that's cool. So some crossover there. Um, couple different things. So did you see this news with speaking of Kenny Omega? You see the deal with him and Jim Cornette? Uh, it's, yeah. So I saw a little bit of that. Well, the main thing I saw was somebody shared a tweet of uh, Kenny Omega or uh, Kota Ibushi doing the multiple getting the getting destroyed multiple destroyed by the blow up doll from DDT ten years ago, which I hate. Somebody tagged <laughs> somebody tagged Cornette and Cornette went off. He was like, "This is Kota Ibushi, like the, the greatest that people keep telling me about." Dude, like, what a troll! Like whoever these people are, like guys, well, just dude, stop tagging Jim well, in pe- these videos. Well, people know people know that Cornette is gonna go off and. I love a good Cornet Cornet rant myself. You love Jim Cornette. Dude, I I think he's hilarious, but at the same time, like, people know he's gonna go off and just like go crazy. But yeah, so Cornette was like, so apparently this is a great Kota Ibushi that some people rave about. Another piece of shit playing wrestler that hangs around with noted disgrace to our business, Kenny Omega. (laughs) Birds of a feather shit the same, apparently. Someone please tell him I said, fuck you. I wonder he like doesn't even know about like Kenny and and Kota Bushi apparently from what I like from what I'm gathering like he has no idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So then uh, Kenny ended up responding to that and he basically said, you know, Jim, uh, you know, I've told you in the past that I'll allow you to use me to further, you know, your career and to con- and to make money off of me. He's like on one condition that you don't pollute my timeline. He was like don't make me take action here. Don't force my hand. Yeah. And I was like, what? Like, what is, like, what is Kenny Omega gonna do? Like, <laughs> I don't know if he realistically could do anything, but yeah. he makes it sound, like, pretty, like, scary, like he's gonna do something. Yeah. So, I don't know. Another another interesting situation. I know some people are joking, you know, uh, all into Omega versus Jim Cornette. <laughs> I pay money to see that. Oh my I'll god. I'll pay I'll pay money to see anybody beat up Jim Cornette. I'm old school, bro. <laughs> Anytime Jim Cornette got beat up, like it was always like yeah. money. Um yeah, so that's pretty interesting. I don't I don't know what's gonna happen with that. Um also if you didn't catch it this past week, uh Rocky Romero was on Talk is Jericho. Which was really good. You caught that episode. Yeah, right? I caught it. It was pretty good talking about, um, you know, a little bit about his early career as being like Black Tiger and kind of bouncing off to all these different promotions he's been to and kind of how he got into being office and helping out with, you know, the guys and wrestlers coming in. So great stuff. And, you know, speaking of Rocky Romero, you know, he, he you know, gave us a shout out 
he does like the plug and there's no promises but we're working on getting rocky on the show yeah so i actually i didn't know we were gonna announce it but i guess we could talk about (laughs) it yeah so i met rocky at wrestlemania weekend and you know we we talked for a bit it was actually during the red pro show he was outside no yeah yeah red pro yep and uh, at the sugar mill and he was outside we were talking i was like hey rocky you know i I run this show you know it's pretty cool you know and he was like oh really how many guys you guys like how many listeners you have and i kind of kayfaved a little bit (laughs) i told him the truth though and he was like wow he's like that's great man he's like well you'll have to have me on sometime and i was like all right uh rocky romero (laughs) like yeah absolutely he's like yeah my my schedule's really busy but if you just keep bugging me about it like I, i i would love to be on it so, yeah, uh, which we're really excited about. And we just recently, you know, we're in communication with Rocky and, you know, he said that his schedule's hectic, but like we're going to work it out and get it done. Yeah. I mean, um, he's going to be here in Florida for Daytona. We're going to be at that show. So hopefully that'll be an opportunity to work out. If not, we'll figure it out. Uh, so we will get Rocket by the end of this year. We're gonna get Rocket Romero on this show. Yeah. So I didn't know we were gonna drop that, but that's cool. <laughs> um, in other news, so uh, Mauro Ranallo, who used to call, uh, he was the voice of New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, when they made the switch over to Access. He had a new um, documentary that just premiered. It's out on Showtime. It's called Bipolar Rock and Roller. Um, I haven't seen it yet, um, but obviously, if you're a fan of wrestling and you know the stories, you know that you know Mauro kind of deals with bipolar disorder and depression and that's been well documented and from what i'm hearing the the reviews on this uh documentary are like through the roof yeah i haven't got a chance to watch it either but i've been hearing great things about it um I'm going to check it out this week. Yeah. In between all my wrestling viewing, I'm going to check it out. So, but yeah, I mean, uh, hats off to, you know, Marl for doing something so brave and, you know, um, allowing his life to be documented in such a like open and like transparent way, which is definitely difficult for a lot yeah. of people. And, uh, it's a good thing that what, that what he's doing and we'll be able to talk more about it, I guess, once we've seen it. But, uh, you know, Marl like really did a lot for J- new Japan for wrestling when it, when they first came here to America. So, yeah, I mean, that whole, platform kind of jumped him into WWE that's how he kind of got noticed there Mm -hmm. and um, he also he was on Sam Robert Trussling podcast last week kind of talking about the documentary and his career so that was another good listen too nice um Another rumor, so Johnny Impact or Johnny Lucha or Johnny Mundo, Johnny Mundo John Morrison, John, John Hannigan. Well, it, I think John Hennigan is his real name. Yeah. However you know him, um, Johnny, <laughs> there was rumors within uh, on Wrestling Observer Radio that there's been contact between Johnny Impact and New Japan and that he's that he was the one that initiated it and that he's trying to by the end of the year like appear in New Japan Pro Wrestling which yeah there's a there's a paragraph in it about it in the observer says uh John Hennigan has inquired about coming in previously there there had been interest but he was held up politically because he was working for AAA and New Japan won't use AAA talent because of its loyalty to CMLL um, same thing with Ring of Honor who also won't use AAA ta- talent even though Rey Mysterio right now is working for New Japan and AAA 
so they're not as hard and fast on the rule as they were a year ago. And that comes from the Wrestling Observer from last week. See, I, I don't agree with that because they shut down the Lucha Bros. The Lucha Bros. match during WrestleMania weekend on a show that like against, no one was going to see. Uh, against uh, Golden Lovers Golden versus Lovers. Lucha Bros. Yeah. Which, that was at a, a WrestleCon Super Show. Like, who's going to see that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So few people see that. And they shut it down because they were non-CMLL talent. And... I, hey, I don't know. Like, you can tell me that things have cooled down, but bro, like, there's still heat. There's heat with AAA and CMLL, and it's never going to go away. So, I don't know how true any of that is. I take it with a big grain of salt. I do think it's interesting that Johnny Mundo has interest come in coming to New Japan, which is great. Although I'm, I'm kind of like, well, if you're, with tri- tri- you know, AAA has like a working agreement with Noah. Because they're in that same network with Noah and Impact and all that. Yeah. And he's he's already tied to both of those companies. I'm like, why doesn't he just go to Noah? He wants to go where the big boys play. He wants to, but it's like, you know, I mean, is he going to leave? I, to me, the only way it works is if he leaves AAA. Yeah. And I don't know if he's even eligible to do that. So right. we'll see. So if he comes to New Japan, is he gonna become Johnny New Japan or Yeah, what would his name be? Johnny Johnny Strong style. Johnny Tokyo? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Johnny yeah, what would he call himself? Yeah, Johnny Strong style or I have no clue. Yeah. Johnny Japan? Yeah, Johnny Japan. Johnny Puro? <laughs> I have no clue. So that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. What would they what would they call him? I do I don't know. Johnny Lariato? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that. Someone should tweet him and say that your name should be Johnny Lariato. <laughs> I just came up with that on the spot. Yeah, that would make that was nice. That'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think we're seeing him. Maybe we will. We'll see. Um, so some uh, some dates came came out. So between now and the end of the year, the LA Dojo out in Los Angeles is going to be running five more camps. They'll be running camps on July 9th to July 11th, and then again on July 13th to July 15th, and then again July 17th to July 19th. So it looks like they're just taking weekends off, but they're running you know straight through from the 7th to the 19th, and then another camp on October in October uh, from the 5th to the 7th, and then finally at the end of the year from December 3rd to December 7th with uh, Katsuya Shibata as well as Scorpio Sky, the, the head trainers over at the New Japan LA Dojo. Our, our good friend, Scorpio Sky. I want to meet Shibata. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so aside from that, um, there was a news story that broke out with Tokyo Sports. So, uh, Tetsuya Naito and the rest of the LIJ boys went out to their famous uh, family diner to celebrate the third year anniversary of LIJ's formation. And Naito told the boys to get anything they wanted on the, <laughs> the menu. And then uh, apparently the, the Tokyo Sport, which I don't know if these are kayfabe stories or if they're real. Yeah. I really don't know. Yeah. Uh, Chris Charlton's the one that puts them out, which is always great. But, um, yeah, apparently Naito had to go call a cab for the guys, and then mysteriously he was just not back. Dying in dash. The rest, the rest of the guys went to go check on uh, Naito to see how he was doing, and then they left the bill with Tokyo Sport again, which is like the third or fourth time this year that they've done it. That's hilarious. Yeah, I, I really like I like those stories. Yeah. <laughs> um, Last two bits of news, and we'll wrap it up here, which I'm glad we're wrapping up the show kind of quicker than normal. Yeah. Good. good. We're, we're hitting our strive. <laughs> but um, uh, Kazushika Okada has passed uh, Mizawa's 
uh, cornerstone of 700 well basically Mizawa's record of holding the All Japan Pro Wrestling Triple Crown for 705 days uh, Okada has officially surpassed that and he's passed 705 days now which that was considered one of the most legendary title runs in history and Okada is now past that the only other from major promotions the only other major title reign in recent times that is longer than this is Kenta Kobashi's um GHC title reign in um, Noah, which was 735 days. If Okada beats Kenny Omega, he will he will surpass that. And aside from that, in order for you to find a longer title reign, you're gonna have to go back. You're gonna have to go back to like the 70s, basically. Yeah, yeah man, that'd be interesting. I mean, clearly, um, Ghetto and the booking team there they're set out on making Okada. You know, a living legend and one of the best in New Japan history. Do you think they're thinking about Kenta Kobashi's record when they're thinking about the booking of this match with Omega? I don't know. Possibly. I mean, that's like some WWE stuff. Or try to break people's records. Say, what if, like, what if, what if, uh, what would you think if, like, um, Okada just keeps holding the belt and just keeps yeah, going? I don't know, man. If. Omega can't get it done. I'm I'm pretty pretty pissed if Omega loses. But here's the thing, bro. Okada just keeps having great match after great match after great match, and the and the, they're making money every single time. I know. I'm, like, I know. I'm like, why would you take the belt off the dude? I know, but come on, man. Do I take a gamble on Kenny Omega? Where, where how much? How what kind of you know what kind of returns are we talking about here? Versus a proven draw, a proven commodity. Right. You know what I mean? Are are people getting tired of him yet? I don't know. I know, like, maybe American fans to some degree, especially, are, like, casual Japanese fans. Japanese fans probably, I don't know. Like, personally, for me, like, I think the time, <laughs> the time is now. His time is now for... Jeremy doesn't even want to get into the, like, analytical business side. I want Kenny Omega to win. It's time. Put the belt on Kenny Omega. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, congratulations, uh, Okada. You have now officially uh, surpassed... Uh, Mitsuhara Mizawa's 705 day reign and uh, good luck to you in your continued title run and then last bit of news so the Young Bucks officially you know they were kind of getting questioned online about what they're going to do and they said that they they didn't really say they're going to WWE or anything like that yeah well what it was somebody tweeted them and said oh we really hope to see you in WWE and I forget which Young Buck responded but pretty much he was saying oh we got six months left in our contract yeah he's like I'm glad you say that but we have six months left on our contract, so which is not necessarily to me an indication that they're going anywhere. Right. But you're obviously the Wrestling Observer Radio just recently talked about you know with the new television deal, WWE's going to be making over the next five years two billion dollars, regardless of what happens over the next five years for both of their television deals combined. Their stock is at an all-time high. They're 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 going to make more money these next couple right. of years. I mean, they're, 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 this is the most lucrative the company's ever been. Yeah, this is a TV revenue. I mean, there's still going to be merch and stuff from the network and advertising. So they're going to be making a ton of money. So I mean, right now they're playing collect the wrestler and they're trying to 
get you know take all the top stars off of the indies. So, do you, I, think, do you think that they're gonna buy the Young Bucks or buy Kenny Omega? Because that's what they were like hypothesizing. All right. Um, I, I think they're gonna. I, I I'm pretty sure they're gonna throw an offer out, knowing now that it's public knowledge that these contracts are ending soon. They're probably gonna throw out a big money offer to these guys. Will they take it? Who knows? They seem to really like what they're doing. Um, they love their creative freedom. I mean, and you think about it, they're gonna be tag divisions like the last like 10 15 years like the tag division has not been that much of the focus it's had its hot spots here and there but overall it's been said it's been it's been said by you know Vince's right hand mans that Vince hates tag team wrestling but if you really think about it is tag team wrestling really thriving anywhere really I mean the Young Bucks are like the draw everywhere right but I mean is we're we're not living in a golden age of tag team wrestling. You know what I mean? Right. When you think, what indie tag teams do you think of right now that you think are like great? I can't think of any outside the Young Bucks that come straight to my mind right now. Me either, man. Yeah. Me either. You know what I mean? So Lucha Bros, I guess. Yeah, like the Lucha Bros are great. The Chosen Bros are great, but yeah. I mean they're like kind of makeshift tag teams. It's not. There's not like anyone out there putting in the time and everything like that. So, I mean, like, we can criticize WWE all day long, and I'm down with that. <laughs> but, I mean, it's not like tag team wrestling is at an, at an all-time high. Right, but I'm saying, but they've been able to be successful as a tag team yeah. on Independence I'm not and Ring of Honor and Pan. Yeah. If they, WWE, like... Will they have that? Right, like, how long are they going to for their end up, like, Gatterson and Bottom of the Barrel? I, I just would be very surprised they didn't... The, for everything that you can criticize WWE's booking, they do guys that are really tech and sell merch and that are like us, they do get over. I think they'd be over. I don't know if I don't think that's the right way to go. They'd be over. So, so I mean, I guess my final question is just you know, many many like all the guys that are in the elite, like especially the big stars like Cody, Kenny, and the Young Bucks have all talked about <laughs> you know their creative freedom and everything like that. But I mean, with how much money WWE has, do you think we could realistically see a situation where WWE is just like, I'm going to buy you? And it's like Ted DiBiase, everybody has a price? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to turn down a big money offer from those guys. I mean, I don't know what they're making in New Japan, but I'm, I'm like, if if they go, like, if WWE goes up to, like, Kenny Omega, it's like, I'm going to pay you $5 million, you know, for this whatever contract. You, you think he's going to take it? Or be like, nah, I, I want to be the IWGP champion. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's... I don't, I'm not, I don't know. I mean, like, they talked about this on Observer, and I, it was, I thought it was an interesting question. I was just like, It's you know? a tough thing, man. It's like, do you give up your freedom and kind of be a part of, like, this revolutionary, revolutionary thing that's happening on the outside? Or do you join the machine, make the most money you can, and get the most exposure you possibly can? We will yeah. wait and see. Yeah. So I think that's going to do it for the news. Um you know, I know you've got your classic outro coming up here where <laughs> with our last bit of stuff, but uh, we've got how many more nights of, of Best of the Super Juniors coming up? So next week we're going to be covering the 29th, the 30th, the 31st, the 2nd, and the 3rd? Yeah. Wow. One, two, three, four. And I've got a wedding coming up this week, so... <laughs> <laughs> when is the 29th? Is that today? 
Uh, yes. No, today's the 28th, tomorrow. So this sh- episode will be dropping tomorrow, the 29th. That episode, that episode might not be up till mm, Wednesday. Okay. I might fall behind. Listeners, I'm just letting you guys know. I'm going to try my best, but I might fall behind. Um, taking a look at these nights, is there anything here that that like really sticks out to you now that where we're at at this point? We've got you know the next night coming up, Tiger Mask and Ishimori, ACH and Bushi, Flip and Yo, Osprey and Kanemaru. Honestly, that night doesn't look like it's going to be I think, too great. I think Flip and Yo will probably be good, but the one that sticks out most to me is Tiger Mask and Ishimori. Uh, really? I don't know. Like, Tiger Mask has been on this grumpy, like, like run, <laughs> and Ishimori, like, is kind of the dude in the tournament, and I'm just wondering what's going to happen there. I think Ishimori's going to kill him. <laughs> I, I think he is, too, and I think that's going to be the fun of it. Like, the very interesting thing. Um, following up that, we got May 30th. We got Dragon Lee and Marty Skrull in the opener, Taguchi and Sho in match two, Saban and Hiromu night three, and then Kushida Desperado in the main event. And this looks like a fire card. Yeah, it does. Holy I, crap. All four of those matches could deliver, but I think Saban and Hiromu are going to do something special. <laughs> You're such a Saban. Hail mark. Saban. Oh, my God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with... Uh, I'm, I I think you could be right because it's semi semi main event, but I have a feeling Dragon Lee and Marty Skrull is going to be great. Yeah, it probably is, dude. Dragon Lee is the man. So, like, I'm looking forward to that. May 31st, we've got Flip and Bushi, ACH and uh, Ishimori. Have you noticed that ACH looks like evil in this photo? <laughs> he kind of does, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ish- Ishimori and ACH, Tiger Mask and Will Ospreay, and then Yo and Kanemaru. In the main event. In the hmm. main event. Interesting. Um, I think ACH and Ishimori. ACH and Ishimori is, is what catches my eye like immediately for that night and then june 2nd we have saban and desperado taguchi and skrull show and takahashi and kushida and dragon lee dude the semi-main and main dude yeah. show and takahashi is gonna be a banger and so is kushida and dragon lee I was gonna say, these are the four best guys in the tournament so far i would say right now well, I don't know about Kushida. Maybe Saban, but like still, like it's Kushida. Kushida and Dragon Lee is like one of those matches I'm looking most forward to yeah. so far. And then Sho and Hiromu, like that's going to be fire. And then that's going to take us to the final night, June 3rd, which is just an uh, incredible night. You got Tiger Mask and ACH, Flippin' Will Ospreay, Yo and Ishimori, Bushi and Kanemaru, Kushida, Takahashi, Taguchi, Saban, Dragon Lee Desperado and Show and Skrull. And we don't know the order this night. They've made it very clear that they're that this is not in any particular order. I'm assuming that either Kushida Takahashi will main event or um potentially flipping Will Ospreay. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna guess right off the bat that Kushida she Takahashi yeah. will be the main event. Um Yeah, and that for me that's the match that I'm most looking forward to that night. Oh yeah, definitely. So, I mean, out of everything that we got coming up, like, what match are you most looking forward to right now? Um, probably, I mean, this last night with Kushida and Takahashi, man, we see That it. looks great. I think for me, I'm really, for whatever reason, I'm really intrigued by Kushida and Dragon Lee. 
Yeah, I mean, because that's a match we, you normally wouldn't see. They're both baby faces. Yeah. Dragon Lee's not in that often. So, yeah, that, that could be something special. But, man, this, those B-block nights, the A-block nights, not so much. But those B-block, B-block nights, yeah. we got three incredible nights. Well, yeah. probably five, but, yeah, we got some awesome nights coming up. Yeah, so like we mentioned, next week we'll be back with more Best of the Super Junior coverage. Um, make sure that you are subscribed to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. That's how you get all of our episodes. Definitely, especially next week, we might be dropping our episode a little bit late. So make sure you're, sub- you're subscribed to the network and you'll get a notification when the episode drops. We're going to drop it late? Well, you said that you might. Like what, on a Wednesday? That's what you said. I th- I just thought it was socially acceptable for me to be late and you to be caught up. I'll be home. No, I'll be caught up on everything. But you said I thought you said well, I might be no I might be late on watching. Gotcha. I thought you meant dropping the episode. No, not <laughs> late on dropping the episode. Gotcha. I'm gotcha. not gonna I'm not gonna deprive the people of Tuesday, <laughs> of Tuesday keeping it strong style just because like I couldn't keep up with watching everything on time. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Besides, I gave everybody a fair warning before this tournament started. I said, hey, we might fall behind. This is a lot of nights. Yeah. Well, make sure you stay connected and you're subscribed on the network. Make sure you're following us on social media. On Twitter, I am at Jeremy L. Donovan. Our show is at KI Strong Style. Our parent brand, Social Suplex, at Social Suplex. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Social Suplex. Also, we got the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group, uh, facebook.com slash group slash Wrestling Squared Circle. On Reddit, I am the pro black guy. Josh is keeping it strong style. Make sure you check out all the other shows on the network. We have One Nation Radio, hosted by Rich Latta. Dropped his uh, first video podcast last week. Check that out. Fire. We got uh, Outsider's Edge of France and Carl. We have the Grown Men Watch This Shit, hosted by uh, Chris and uh, James Vanderbeek. That show is good. All of our shows are good, but I just... Hey, Chris and and, uh, it's... James Jeremy Tate or James Jeremy. Vanderbeek on Twitter he's James Vanderbeek. Yeah, I never know what to call him. Jeremy. Jeremy and uh, and Chris, if you guys are listening, I'm really digging what you guys are bringing to the table. We need more more coverage, more more. Yeah. I, every two weeks is too long. I need I need more. Do yes, it. every week, man. Every week. <laughs> uh, we got the Ricky and Clive wrestling show. Hopefully, uh, Ricky will be back this week. Um, they have a great dynamic. Love their show. Love working club. Uh, the wrestling wash is taking a, a hiatus, uh, just due to some technical issues. How many and, episodes do they run? Uh, two, two, <laughs> two episodes. <laughs> but uh, you know, Caleb's having some technical issues right There's now. There's a run that's gonna go down in infamy. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, he'll be back soon. Uh, wrestling wash. But yeah, and the then, brightest stars don't. <laughs> You wonder why you're the heel. <laughs> the brightest stars don't don't they, don't they don't burn for a long time. Oh my gosh! So yeah, and, um, <laughs> just <laughs> bury that man, dude. <laughs> oh my Listen, god! Listen, I love Caleb. Caleb's one of my boys. <laughs> but Caleb, I love you. I just want you to know. <laughs> So yeah, 
leave a rating and review. I've been noticing we have a lot of ratings on Apple Podcasts. Keep those ratings coming. That helps our show get shown to other listeners. So until next time, goodbye and good night. Bang. Thank you for listening to Keeping It Strong Style. We'll see you next time. See you next time. See you next time.